welcome back to another episode of Bitch with Rich. I'm here with Ben, my co-host. Hey. Uh, I have Ryan Shep here tonight, uh, owner of Cream City Tattoo. Hello. And I also have Ryan Wickstrom here, hey, hey. owner of a white Subaru. That's right. There we go. Uh, we're just going to talk about some, they, they got some pretty weird careers, so I think we're going to talk about their career paths and why and how and where they made it to where they are. Well, I mean, I understand yours a bit. Ryan's is a little more of an interesting story, I guess. Um, ben wanted to ask you, like, I, I want to hit this one first just because it's an interesting one. Uh, when was the moment you knew you made it? M- made it as a loose term. Is a I loose mean, term. Like, I when was the moment you woke up and you were like, I did it? Like, you felt comfortable in the fact that you have successfully done it. Uh, that went in waves because, my like, I got into tattooing in 1998. Um, and right away, I mean, think of 1998, I was making 10 bucks an hour at a machine shop, uh, just pushing a green button all day long. Uh, and all of my friends had similar jobs. We had a few older friends that were already on their way in their careers and uh, doctors and eye doctors and whatever the hell they were doing, and they were driving the fast cars at the time. But I was working in a machine shop. My buddy was too, and a couple of us all had regular, decent-paying jobs, so we thought. And then I got my foot in the door at a tattoo shop doing body piercings and tattooing, and all of a sudden I'm making, in 1998, 99, three or $4,000 a week. And my friends were like, you're doing what now? You what know, so instantly, what are you doing? all of a sudden, I could afford like whatever the hell I wanted and throw money out the door on the <laughs> way home, out the car windows, like just throwing it away. Well, even three or four thousand then, three or four thousand now actually is something to brag about. Yeah, I mean, not right. a lot of people make three or four thousand now. A oh, week? Yeah. yeah, no way. Not a week. No. So uh, after that, I mean, things happened at that shop, and I had to go to different ones, and the money wasn't as good, and it was like a constant struggle to like get back to that or whatever you know just doing bigger faster stronger tattoo work and just trying to be better at what you're doing um but yeah it it went through waves i'd say through uh you know different trials and tribulations at different tattoo shops and whatever every shop's got different owner problems and all that shit but um then then it really hit the fan before i came to st cloud and that's how i ended up here because i had to take my kid away from his mom um there was a like an abuse case there and uh, not too many people know about that, but it's been so long ago that it's just. You what know. made you What made you choose here, though? Well, because you were in Milwaukee, right? Yeah, I didn't really want to leave, but uh, like, how did you land here of all places, man? <laughs> well, at that point in time, the, the couple shops that I was working at in Milwaukee were just like on a downstroke, and I'm like, holy shit! I went from making a, a really good living to because the shop that I did work at, uh, one of the owners had a, a drug problem that kind of sunk the shop. So I was like, oh, that's mm. good. Now I got to go work somewhere else. Yeah. And I had to take my kid away from his mom. So I'm like, this has got to be like what drug rehab feels like. And I don't even smoke cigarettes. So I went from making really good money to working, uh, you know, whenever I could, trying to support my kid. I was making a few hundred bucks a week at that point in time. So, like, to go from making really good money to, like, okay money to maybe some decent money to, like, oh, shit. Um, you know, once once the judge told me that I could move or, you know, they got that thing where you, you yeah, know, you, you can't get, just like up and leave right away. You can't move more than ninety miles away yeah. from your your uh, person you had the child with. So um, once I got in that position, I knew I could either go to Dallas to get a job or uh, a shop here needed help. So I'm like, oh, I'll just go give that a shot. And I thought it was going to be temporary and ended up staying. So um, then I had to rebuild my 
felt like rebuild my entire career and bank account. I mean, I moved here with a, a borrowed car, like a 1989 blue Pontiac Sunfire from my buddy. <laughs> Hell yeah. J-Bodies for life. Yeah. J-Bodies for life. The goddamn windows didn't work or anything. The heat <laughs> didn't work, nothing. And I came here with like less than a thousand bucks. So like, holy shit, how did this happen to me? You know? Right. And then I had to rebuild from, you know, that was, that was on my birthday in 2006, late August or mid August, 2006. And I had like everything that everybody sees now that I might have or do or whatever I can do all like had to be rebuilt from that that point in right time. started with nothing yeah literally started from the bottom like no just about to say yeah. random bottom, to, now we're here right moved to a random town in mm-hmm. minnesota and just said fuck it let's let's do it well it's those yeah. low spots that make that push you so hard to get to a better spot even like i'm not making hardly anything with what i'm doing i'm i'm comfortable but that's what keeps pushing people to get to that level where yeah. you're at right you know and a lot of people yeah. look in yeah the, like outsiders looking in it's always the must be nice thing. Like he's got a lot of nice stuff, but they have no clue how hard you work to get to that point. Yeah. And most people don't even, I mean, take that a step further. Most people don't even want to hear how you got all that, uh, let alone figure out the time that it took to put in that. I mean, they don't yep. even want to hear the conversation. Yeah, it's, it's not like you woke It's up. always the easy steps. Yeah. It's like, yeah. so how can I just make the money? Yeah. You know, so, no. so what mistakes did you make and I cannot make them? Yeah. And then just give make me the money. No. Yeah. You go I'll make the mistakes. The you go do what I did and then we can talk. Yep. Right. Yep. I'd say you're pretty successful now, though. I mean, I feel, you know, knowing you as a person, I feel like you're pretty successful. I, I mean, I'd like to think so. I'm well, out doing of, the best I've ever done right, right now. Out of, out of, like, all the tattoo places in, like, St. Cloud alone, yeah, you're one of the only ones that I know of that hasn't been a, like, you know, all of a sudden something just switches up. You've stuck or around. it's yeah. problematic or, you know, we're shut down because we have no one here. Like, it's not some weird thing. Like, you're just there. You're consistent. You know, there's it's nothing been, nothing going too crazy. Luckily, it's been con- – well, not luckily. It's my plan. But, like, uh, yeah. it, fortunately, I should say for me, it's it's been a constant growth in the company. Nothing's ever really, like, set back or there's been no holes in the boat. You know, even right. if I get somebody that left, like we just lost Seth, um, he had to he had to move on um, for his own regard. And, and, you know, that, that stinks to see somebody move on, but I can't hoard everybody forever. But he, right. put, he put six years in at my studio. That's huge. But you also you know? added new artists as he walked yeah. out kind of thing. Well, he didn't walk yeah. out, but, like, as he left, yeah, you, a, you un- brought people in, you know. Like, yeah, Carista right. started. Yeah. Uh, who was the other guy? Jason? Jacob. Jacob. Did he ever yeah. get – by the way, Jacob, did he ever get his car? Uh, oh, when, my God, yeah. He did? Yeah, I totally forgot what you're thinking about for, or, or talking about. When he got his car stolen. It was only gone for, like, two days. Because the idiot that stole it was still in town running around to gas stations, and it, it got found at the holiday <laughs> they, under they the never said, cartel. Yeah, they never said criminals were smart. Hey, yeah. It I got found in the holiday too, homie. He told the cops that he bought the car from Justin Bieber. Hmm. Oh, so nice. drugs were definitely a factor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit. No. I mean, that's not that wild. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> The thing Bought that really, the car from Justin Bieber. The thing that really sucked for Jacob is he had all his falconry stuff in the back because uh, that's like his work truck for that shit, you know. So all that stuff in the trunk for his bird was now gone. What does uh, the dude do with it? He does probably, falconry? Probably, yeah. Probably, 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 uh, probably well. wearing like little falcon it's hats on his wiener, <laughs> being weird about it all on drugs. Yeah, it's it. I've always wanted to do that. Not always, but for years I was a reptile guy and, you know, lizards and snakes and shit and i Makes wanted sense. to give it all up for uh birds raptor birds yeah, and sweet. i could never find anybody to 
to uh, apprentice me because you got to get into that with another. Yeah, it's not somewhere you just go buy a Falcon and you're like, yeah. I got this. Yeah. Pull <laughs> my arm off. It didn't oh, work. Gone. Where'd you go? Son of a bitch. This is I, the fifth one I this week. I gave it up and, and he's now into it. So, I mean, if I want to see a red tail hawk, he's right down the street. And that's kind of neat. That's, that's, that's awesome. pretty neat. That would be a cool thing to get into. Just just a Falcon. Just it's chilling. like old school stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's very yeah. old. Like, like, what do you got there? Good, oh, it's just my, my Falcon. What? Yeah, yeah it's, check it's this out. Neat. Make a living with it or, <laughs> right. you know, a, side, a little side gig. That'd be sweet. Yep. Side gig with a bird. But it's instant instant life change. I mean, you, yeah. you got oh, yeah. to tend to that bird every yeah, single full, day. Full dedication to it's that bird. It's not something yep. you can just, yeah, it's not like a, a cat or a dog yeah. where you just let it out to go poop, you know, yeah. and you're like, all right, come back <laughs> in <laughs> now. It's, let's go. it's like a full-time job. Yeah, it's not something you can just kind of dick around you with. You can't leave for the weekend. No. Really? Uh-uh. No. That's why I won't own a dog. Me and, yeah. Corey, yeah. me and Corey Kirchner talked about that. He's like, I've never understood why people own dogs. And he's like, I'm not knocking dog owners. But he's like, I have cats at home. And he's like, I can leave my house. And they're fine all day. He goes, these people. He's like, I went golfing with some buddies up north. And we were going to like hang out and do all the stuff after. And he goes, ah, I got to go. I got to go tend to my dog. And he goes, that's why I have cats, dude. And the dude had to leave just because he had to go let his dog out so it wouldn't tear up his house and shit everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and he goes, I, I'll never understand why someone would want a dog. He's like, it's like having a child, and you have to go back well, to the babysitter to make sure your kid's not dead. If you have you a know? lifestyle where you can go, to, like if you're only gone for you know your eight-hour day or whatever, or whatever the case may be, if the dog's good for that, then yeah, yeah sure. But like, yeah, if you have a busy lifestyle, yeah, it's yeah, not. like if you're trying to like do extra extracurricular activities outside of your job, like yep. after work, and like you're outgoing like not at home person don't have a dog it's just not going to work out for you no, you know unless that dog goes with you everywhere yeah like it's either you commit to bringing the dog with you everywhere or you just don't mm-hmm. you know you 100%. just don't have one like i'm not like i said i don't knock dog owners i like dogs but it's just nice like we left all day yesterday for christmas and our cats were here totally we came fine. home and guess what our cats are still here everything's fine there's mm-hmm. not shit all over the house you know well that <laughs> the you rug, know yeah, now that, yeah. They probably left one under the tree. We haven't moved it yeah, yet. Yeah, if I fall in a corner <laughs> and just shit in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I don't blame you, Ryan. You can't have cats. Yeah. Because allergies. You'll die. You well, know? you probably won't die. You'll probably won't die. I just start <laughs> wheezing all the time. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. So, I mean, totally off topic, but yeah. If no, I, I feel like I feel like now, like I, I get your up and downs in your career, but I feel like you're on pretty much on a at least a steady level. I don't know on like a up and down but i, I think feel i'm on a pretty good upstroke right now that's what i'm saying like you're you're, you're on a, a steady rise you're not yeah doing I've the hiccup thing anymore you're not waking up going oh i have no money oh, okay i found some money yeah you know yeah. you're consistent you can wake up and know like ah, my bills are paid i got a job cool yeah. doing it yeah you you kind of really have to know how much you want to make per week and then figure out a way to get it there um yeah like honestly even if even if my whole staff walked out on me I wanted to make it a point to where I could still use that as my own personal tattoo shop, and like I don't, I don't need everybody else there to right. run it. I can, it's not going to close because I can, as long as I can still tattoo and paint and do all my stuff, I will forever have that shop s- sitting there. Yep. I don't get how you can produce your work so fast. I've seen you tattoo, insanely preci- precise and quality, but so quick. Well, it blows my it. mind. That I, the first time I ever saw you do a tattoo, like next to me was when Carista was touching up my arm when she was apprenticing yeah and that dude came in for a hand tattoo and you were like see you later and you were done and i was like no way i don't even remember what tattoo that was but it was a hand tattoo i think you you bartered for it or something weird i don't even do hand tattoos that much you'd think i'd remember that um but yeah like i've just seen you zip them out and i'm like man that is like 
like, like you've seen his work on, yeah. on Facebook yep. and Instagram and stuff like that. And it's like half that stuff. Like you think like that would take me weeks. And yeah. it's Ryan's yeah. like, Oh, it was just like a five hour session today. And it's like, what? excuse me. Well, once, once you get going in the career, it's just like anything. It's like, what, what is easy for me now gave me the nervous shits earlier yeah i'm sure four or five years into my i'm also pretty oblivious like last time i was in there for a tattoo and i got the patrick done yeah halfway through that tattoo i finally realized that krista's (laughs) tattoo gun didn't have anything attached to it and it was a wireless tattoo gun and i was like there you know that's a wireless gun she goes you just noticed i was like yeah (laughs) yeah i i didn't realize until all of a sudden she like she like set it down and i was like and then she picked it up and like walked away with it basically and then like walked back and i was like there's no cords on that. What? I didn't know that was a thing, man. Yeah. We started talking about that. That's why, like, you're, you're, the, the world you're working in is really coming up, too, like, oh, yeah. technology-wise. Like, that tattoo is just, it's jumped. Pretty much right when I moved to St. Cloud, 2006, 2007, that's when a ton of equipment was changing, too, to where lots of different styles of tattoo machines came out, which allowed us to work with, like, bigger width needles and stuff, so yep. you can cover a lot more area now. Um, but yeah, the, the weird thing about the wireless stuff now is I just I just started to actually plug my certain machine back in because the batteries that I have weren't weren't working with it mm-hmm. how I wanted to. But I used to make the power cords for like lots of people. I I I found a niche in the the industry where I'm like the power cords we all use suck, and there's a couple guys mm-hmm. making good ones. Right. And I'm like I can make this. I I grew up soldering needles together. I can I can solder all this stuff. So I bought all this equipment to make power cords, and a lot of people were buying them, and that's how I ended up that's buying neat. that Mercedes. Is a just power s- cords stacked a bunch of cash. I still missed that car. I should have yeah. fucking bought it. <laughs> the I Mercedes AMG that was for sale. Yeah, His, oh, the car dude, that was. So what sad. was that? A, what was that again? A CLS. Yeah, 55? CLS fifty five. Yeah, it looks so good. I had the opportunity to literally buy it, and I called my bank, and I was like, "They're not gonna. They're gonna be like, is this kid on drugs or something? Like, is he stupid?" <laughs> And they're like, yeah, we can work that out. I mean, we can do that. It's gonna be a shorter loan, so the payments will be higher. And I was like, I- excuse me. <laughs> and I like almost pulled the trigger on it. And then I was like, no, I can't do this. I can't because like, as soon as I weighed that option, I was like, Brian and me talked about the maintenance, and I was like, I literally like, I would, ha- I wouldn't be able to drive it until it's paid off, so I could afford the maintenance on it after I drive it. Because yep. I was like, I can't buy brakes for this thing. It's friggin' fifteen hundred dollars. It's like two, three payments on the car, man. I was like, are you nuts? Like, I can't afford that. Yeah, I certain, wanted it really bad though. Stuff on that, that stuff thing was, was like cool. driving a rocket ship. Oh, I bet it was, pr- it was, it was pretty so good. good. By the time I got rid of it, it was running really good. It was doing everything good, and now I sold it. I traded it for the Corvette, and uh, that guy who had it tra- uh, sold it within a few months because he he just buys sells yep. and trades stuff. He's he uh, like pretty bad vehicle ADD oh. um, down there. It's fun to watch what he all collects but uh, <laughs> now the second owner passed me, just crashed it. So oh, yeah, somebody pulled out in front of him and the front fender's kind of wrecked but it's not too bad. He'll get it fixed. He's heartbroken over it. I bet. Good. <laughs> it was a beautiful car. Yeah, dude. That thing was that the Mercedes, uh, both the Mercedes he has. I was mm-hmm. th- I've been trying to get the one off Angie but she, she won't sell it to me. Yeah, I think she likes it. She does, but like she's like I, she's like it, she um she spun out the other day. What? It, yeah, I don't want to call her out because she listens to this, but it wasn't. She was doing anything crazy. The roads were shit, and she was on oh, the yeah. summer tires. She had to drive it one more time on summer the, tires. The, yeah, because well, because the Civic was or the CRV that she had wasn't running right, and she drove it to work. And on her way back from work, it had like dusted that snow and it was all icy, and she's it just slid off the road. And when she caught the ditch, the uh, was it the driver's tire? 
it like it pulled the tire that tire like took all the gripping force and it pulled that tire so hard that it ripped the brake line oh my god yeah so like and then she couldn't get in it wouldn't go into drive because even though because adam was going to just push it you know there's no brake pressure he was going to just put it in drive and like just putts it home let it go under its own power yeah but you couldn't because it wouldn't the, the car was like oh put press the brake and she's like i'm pressing the brake it wouldn't let her go into drive huh. so they had to tow it like a mile like it had to be on a tow truck and it had to go like a mile to their house like that's how close she was to home yeah that's a bummer yeah and i was like it's not going to be cheap to like fix that and i was like the line's like 15 bucks but i was like it's the bleeding out the system now before the car thinks it's uh, yeah, you know broken pretty sure you have to program it too yeah he yeah. said he's going to bring it to where you always brought it to yeah. sartell motor works or whatever yeah. But yeah, he she she was really upset that she slid off the road and into the ditch oh. a little bit. It didn't do any damage other than that brake line, but she was just frustrated because she's like, "I could have been driving my CRV and blah blah blah." And I was like, "Ah, whatever, shit yeah, happens." Things happen though. Yeah, it's still yeah. in one piece. Who cares? Yeah, you didn't right. break anything super crazy. The dude thought the tow truck driver though thought he blew a tire on it because while he was putting it up on the dollies, he did the you know front end lift oh with the dollies God. in the back because it's all wheel drive. Yeah, the air system let out air. And he, it was like right when he was setting it down, oh, it went yeah, it's loud. and it made that loud air noise. He goes, did I just blow a fucking tire? And she goes, no, it's the air system. She goes, I should have lied to him. So he blew a tire and made him freak out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the air system like let out pressure and, yep. was, it, you know, because it was getting lifted up. So it was like freaking out about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it did so that. Loud. And the dude literally thought he was like, I wrecked it. He's like, I ruined one. He thought he ruined one of the rims or something on it because there's such low pro tires and stuff. I wrecked he, it. he was freaking out, she said. And then she's like, no, it's just the air system settling. He goes, oh, thank God. That's actually uh, very similar to that is how I met Adam in the first place because when I got all the way up to Brainerd, I pulled in the pits and pulling the bikes behind it. I got out of the driver's seat and opened the opened the door, and I hear, Pfft. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. The, the back tire went flat because, you know, <laughs> right, they, I remember they wear that. out so fast to the inside that I hadn't gotten under that vehicle in a while to realize that yep. those tires were completely shot. Right. Uh, so shame on me. And then I have to have <laughs> – uh, how did this even work? Adam, Adam came up there and I met somebody. I think it was uh, Cody. No, oh my God, who introduced me to him? I don't know. One of my friends called him. He's like, I know a guy. Okay. I know a guy. Guy comes up and it's Adam and he's got to pull my my trailer back for me. So I'm sitting in the back of his truck talking to him about his thing and he's pulling my bikes back home. And then Punsack had to go all the way up to Brainerd and retrieve the damn Mercedes. Oh yeah, I remember that. Like. Yep. stupid just for like a wednesday night drag hey, race on be lucky that it happened good at, friends though be lucky that yeah. it happened at the track though because didn't you pull your bikes up there yeah yeah imagine that blowing out while you're pulling the bikes up the road oh god that would, that would have been a little it, more sketchy it, i think than yeah, doing it, it at it like five miles terrible. an hour yeah. Th that even happened in the truck i was driving it and i noticed that uh like on the snow it was pulling really hard one, one way as yeah. soon as they hit snow i was like well what the hell is going on i get underneath it because i did the same thing shame on me i didn't get underneath the truck uh, to look at it, and it's lowered. I mean, significantly in the front, and yeah, inside showing cords. Mm -hmm. Ben's just, just been driving it around. He's like, whatever. He's no, like, if it goes, I, it goes. I, I stopped. Just now, gonna send it. Yeah. He finally stopped now, but the other day he's like, if it goes, it goes. I'm just gonna keep just going. Dumb. He was just frustrated because vehicles suck and they're just annoying yeah. sometimes. Mm -hmm. well, um, we talked about higher horsepower vehicles and yeah. the torque specs and some of these things. They they eat tires so bad now. Yeah. Yeah. We used to be able to buy tires and have them last three, four, five, six years even on higher performance Mustangs, Camaros. You're lucky you're to get a season. Yeah. Yeah. The CLS would burn through tires in 5,000 miles. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, like my, my old Beater Civic, the white one, I bought wheels for that when I bought the car and like tires and I got them for 80 bucks from a guy and they were like half tread. Nice. 
they didn't go bad until I sold the car to some kid in Brainerd six years later. Mm-hmm. They finally like wore through, and he was like, I had to throw some on the back. The fronts were still the original fronts from like six, seven years. I was like, my God, I paid 80 bucks for those six years ago on rims. All right, yeah. top speed run and see if they blow apart. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> quality, man. Quality no, the messed up part the is the day. The, the day that that happened, I was ripping it through Sartell at like 60 miles an hour because that was when Drake bought it from Cody. And I was like, let me drive it one last time. So I ripped it all the way to Pond America, and I'm doing – I'm bringing it to Redline and just throwing gears in that thing. And then I get to <laughs> – Julian drives it two blocks, and the back tire blows out. I was ripping 60, 70 miles an hour in that thing just all over town, and it was fine. <laughs> I was on the highway doing like – Racing people doing highway pulls. Get it to, Julian drives a quick trip from Pond America, comes back on a flat. I was like, Ah, Perfect. it's your fault. You drove old it last. Julian. You drove it last. It wasn't me. Ha <laughs> ha. Even though I was like, I was just doing 70, 80 miles an hour, just ripping it. Speaking of that, Marshall, grow the fuck up. Nobody's yeah. tall anymore. <laughs> we always call out Marshall for being too damn tall. Yeah. Marshall, you're fault. way too tall. It's his yep. fault. It's his fault. That's he needs why to the tire blue. Yeah. That's kind of one of those reasons why you don't even want to drive anybody's shit because it's going to fall apart right. the minute you grab it. Yep. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it, I, it, telling me, I, uh, GTR Joe let me drive his car once. No, I didn't even ask to drive it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to drive it. He goes, why? I'm like, I can't fix it when it breaks. Mm-hmm. I can't afford, like, if I leave this parking lot and I scrape the lip off of it, I ain't got no money to yeah, give you for that. If someone hits me yeah. or I hit somebody, they're like, like I always you like, hit no. What? He goes, my just, insurance he's is like, just, just drive yeah. it. He's like, you'll be fine. So I drove it to like the gas station back all the way to like Wait Park to the movie theater from Pond. And I was doing like the speed limit the whole time. I didn't even like, he, I ripped on it like once. And he goes, come on, rip it more. I was like, no, dude. I'm not, no. The no. dumbest shit could happen to it. it I'd be paying on simple. it now. And that it could was like be four years simple. ago. Yeah. You, you hit a little patch, a, a, like a little puddle, and that's it. Like, yep. that, I, you get in the boost and oh, I just blew up my uh, yeah. whole kit. And then yeah, he drove or back. Or TK's and explodes or something yeah. stupid. And then he drove back and then just showed me what it's really made yeah. of. And, and I was like, to the floorboard. Oh my! But yeah, no, I wasn't about to break someone's GTR. I don't have GTR money. No. The last three years, every time I drove my dad's truck to borrow it, yep, always left me stranded. That's why I just I don't even drive anybody <laughs> else's hilarious. shit. I just drive my own shit. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. If if my own shit leaves me stranded, that's fine. It's my own shit. I'll pay for it, whatever. Yep. But I don't want to drive somebody right. else's. Gonna it's like, well, I gotta fix that, and I don't even have something to drive. So mm-hmm. here we go. Yep. Thanks. I still yeah. have PTSD from high school, and my dad let me take the the Ford Taurus <laughs> station wagon to school once, and he's like, "Don't wreck this thing." I'm on like, no shit. I'm not gonna wreck this thing, and. uh yeah, I drove it for, like, one night to go to a basketball game or a dance or some dumb shit and come back, and the next day it's got transmission problems. Oof. I'm like, good. He's like, what were you doing with it? I'm like, didn't do anything to it. I was God hot rodding it. it, Dad. I was fucking like, going up and down the, the strip. I was just, yeah. 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 I, I was racing the old station wagon. Yep. I drove it like I was 72 years old and totally babied it, and I still got blamed for it. It totally sucked. Just a big toe touching the throttle. Big toe. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you get to 30, hit cruise and just <laughs> barely bump the cruise up. Yep. One by one. Or the, the <laughs> first, the hey first shop I ever worked for, the guy had a, a Harley Davidson. He's like, bro, just take it down to the lakefront. And we were right by the lakefront. So I'm like, no, I'm not driving. Like, I hate no. Harley Davidson. I'm not fucking doing this. Dude, just go take it. You're, you'll love it. Oh, fine. Fine. Take his bike down by the lakefront. Goddamn thing strands me in front of it. Shit tons of people, rollerbladers, <laughs> everything. Like, won't start or what? Yeah, just like wouldn't start back up, and people are like, "Oh, nice bike." I'm like, "Don't fuck with me. This is not mine. I'll leave it here. Hey, I will <laughs> yeah. walk. I'll, just, I'll dump it and I'll go I back to the shop." I away. gave exactly. it like three more nice. minutes, and it started, and I I drove it back. I'm like, "Here's a piece bike, of shit." Dude. Yeah. 
And that's why yep. that's why you don't drive other people's Harleys either, because you damn well, well just, know that they I, get I just you don't back. drive anybody else's shit in general. Nope. Yeah. But uh, now I go up against all those rules. I'll always ask to drive somebody's stuff. I just like totally. Well, yeah, because. But you're also now. looking at the opportunity <laughs> like, if I like this, maybe I'll just go buy one. Yeah. Yeah. I have to ask. Otherwise. Are you like, still working on that McLaren thing? Um, or is that just still a pipe in, dream? In the back of my mind, yes. If if COVID still wasn't a thing right now, I would you'd totally have one. be working on it. Yeah, you'd have one I'm just probably. Wait a little bit. Yeah. Um, the yeah. Camaro's treating you well, though. I think that's a pretty suitable car for you. That thing's yeah, super it's, neat. It's great. I don't it stands get... out. There's not a lot of them, and you also were committed to the black on black, which I appreciate because no oh, one yeah. does that. They're like, I got to get it in the flashy blue or something because you know it's oh yeah special. It's like no, just get the get the black one. I wanted to buy his vet so bad. Huh? I wanted to buy his vet so bad. That vet was neat. It, it was, was a solid Corvette for uh-huh. what it was. Yeah. I, I tried. Ryan's over here with his Subaru. <laughs> hey, don't hate. Good. I love it. I drive a Volkswagen and a friggin' Mercedes Chrysler product. It's fine. <laughs> I, it, it I can't help talk. That, uh, it didn't help that Joe showed up one day as like a rolling salesman. And was just like, oh, yeah. He's like, you hey, should, come check out your new car. You should uh, have seen his face when I said, do you want to take the Corvette to work? I'm sure he just shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Dingman? I'm going to go yeah, change yeah. my pants oh, and God. I'll be back. <laughs> no, I wanted to do it so bad, but me and Des talked about it, and our goal is to build a show. So we're working towards not like right now, but we're just working at paying everything off and then right. moving. It, trying to trying to do the right thing yeah. first. Shouse is crazy. I didn't hear about a shouse until I moved to central Minnesota. Dude, you've been living under a rock. Dude, this man, Ryan. Com- oh, here's a question we can ask the other Ryan because this one was a big controversial thing for you when we went on that Duluth trip. Oh yeah. Do you do you drink milk? Uh, not anymore. But okay, when you did, w- or when you were young, the, like the Midwestern kid. thing, because you're still from the Midwest. I mean, yeah. kind of. Well, I guess you yeah it's Midwest. Yeah. Drinking a glass of milk with like dinner. Yeah. Is that weird? Uh, no. no, this motherfucker was so freaked out Dude, by that it. That is wild. He goes, "That is disgusting. That is, why what would is you wrong with you?" There's fucking water. There's tea. There's soda. He goes, you drink. You, he's like, coffee. "You put milk in cereal, and that's it." Yeah, you don't drink. Like I don't. No, if like he, at home, when he thought it was the you. wildest concept. My, 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 as soon as my parents were still together, but it, we used to drink milk every meal yeah. at home. Yeah. yeah, that is nuts. And he was like, "What is that concept?" He's like, "You don't drink milk with food like that." And I no. was like, "Yeah, you do. Yeah. You drink I was like, milk a lot with of time, like you sip <clears throat> it a bit, and then right at the end of your meal, you usually just like you chug the glass of milk, and it's like the the finisher to the I, meal." I just can't like milk goes on cereal, <laughs> it goes in cakes and like baked products, and it goes with Oreos. All right, I got so hot another, chocolate. I, I got another one. He for like you. won't even do growing it. up when you were like eight, you didn't drink a glass of milk with food. No. No, it was always water. My mom was strict, we were, strict Asian dude, water only. We were raised Good. on cow juice. Yeah. I have a crazy one for you. Yeah. When I was working at the farm, uh, it was a trout farm over in Sartell. Mm-hmm. We used to take milk right out of the bulk tank and drink it warm. Like unpasteurized? Yeah. yeah. Okay, fresh. I've done that once, and I paid and for it dearly. Why? But it was, I just <laughs> felt like shit. <laughs> like, I just felt, dude, oh. That stuff puts hair in your chest. That's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. That's yeah, but I'm I'm used to doing that though. I mean, that's, that's, that's how we yeah. Grew see, up. the drinking milk after dinner is or during pr- no, that's just nuts. I'm gonna get him to do it one of these days, and then maybe oh, I, I tried can't. it, I tried it, but I was like, like, well, uh, who said for sp- with spaghetti? Like, yeah. especially with spaghetti, and I was like, dude, it, it's like the refreshing that, yeah, cold milk, dude. It, I just yeah. with spaghetti. One, I mean, seriously, uh, like, I, I'm not a crazy fitness expert, right. but I I looked into this quite heavily when I was training combat sports for like damn near 10 years is like once you're past like 26 28 years old your body as an adult human 
does not need to be drinking milk. Right. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Figure out something else. You know. Um, <laughs> figure it out, mate. Yeah. The yeah, people almond that, milk. The, oh. Yeah. The people that are talking like their their bodies aren't feeling so good anymore. They don't analyze what they're they're eating and drinking and all that shit. And it's like, well, you still drink milk and you're 33 years old, you dumb bastard. Yeah. So also, Chick Fil A number nine does not help if you drink eat it every day. No. But yeah, no. I mean, I guess I don't drink milk as much nearly as often as I used to. I rarely drink it. Like I don't even drink it with like dinner anymore either. Like it's we have it, but like it's more or less yeah, like a cookies thing or like a cereal thing, yeah. or well, baking. Like I'm that's what it's more used for now in the house. Like we don't even buy like full gallons because like they'll go bad because no one drinks mm-hmm. it enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I became lactose intolerant after I came back from Indonesia, and I was super sad. Was how did you become? What happened? So in Indonesia, growing up, milk what, is what they give you to drink. Was it some un? un it was just water. You drink, drink water, tea, coconut juice. No, I meant like juice. did they give you like the secret market drink? No, but like you drink this, you drink this. Oh, no. you. No, but like oh. I was gone for a month, and you know you don't really drink milk over there. It's not really a thing. Yeah, fridges aren't a thing in most households. Right, but it's I was hot like, there all the time. Yeah, it's hot. I mean, why the fuck would I want to drink milk? I want cold water, like ice cold yeah. water. And I came back, and I was like, dude, I just want an American cheeseburger because you're not gonna find that over there. You can, but it's not the same. And it's not American. Yeah, and I want American breakfast with like milk. Yeah. Fucking go to IHOP, knock out, and I was like, oh, this is amazing. About an hour and a half later, I was like, why is my stomach Total dairy like shock for your sister. Yeah, and I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it's just like the – I got to get back to the American proteins, you know, like yeah. eating this amount well, of meat. Well, that was eggs, cheese, garbage, milk, fuck. Yeah, like the like, worst of the worst. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you shock your body. Also, yeah. it's all like super processed, probably not even like slightly close to real. Nope. And compared it happened to like any other country, food is like real there compared to America. Exactly. And it happened like every time I would eat a dairy product or drink a dairy, I was like, oh my gosh. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it in the morning. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to have a glass of milk. I'm going to sit. I'm going to not I'm nothing. Sit. And yeah, I was like, oh my God, I'm lactose intolerant. This sucks. I love cheese. Yeah. I love ice cream. Like, <sighs> so. You're still going to eat it anyway. I still, yeah, I'm yeah. still eat it anyway. I grew up lactose intolerant. Like it, when I was a kid, it was like drink a glass of chocolate milk, end up in the hospital. You lactose? Oh, God. Yeah, I lactose. Ain't no, yeah. that's how it was when I was a kid. And the older I got, it got better. <laughs> like, I grew out of it. Yep. Like, it's not like I can drink milk now and it'll still kind of mess me up, but like, it's not like run to the bathroom. As kinda, bad. Like, yep. Yeah, like, it's it's not as bad now because, like, I still eat cheese and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I eat like a copious, like, cheesecake, cannot eat that anymore. I learned that. Oh, okay. I ate cheesecake once and within a half hour, it was bad. Like it was, it was danger. I didn't know because I was like, whatever. Like it's yeah. just, you know, I haven't had this in a while. Like I'll have a piece. I eat one piece, and I'm like, I'm gonna die. Right? Like I had to go. We were in a work Shit meeting. Lava. I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm leaving. <laughs> Give me ten minutes. Oh, like I man, can't. I cannot sucks. wait. Yeah, that's rough. You're telling me there's cheesecake for my grandma's birthday yesterday because birthday's Ooh, on Christmas. Yep. And they're like, well, you want cheesecake? I'm like, nope. I gotta drive an hour home. I there ain't nowhere to stop. Everything's closed. Yep. Nope. Yeah. No. I am not pooping on the side of the road <laughs> in the Minnesota winter on Christmas night. Get yourself no. some adult diapers and grow up. <laughs> Come on now. I'm gonna eat cheesecake today. Just put on a diaper. Hey, baby wipes in the First car. First thing homie. I do in yeah. the morning. I'm having be cheesecake golden. all day. Dude, I have baby wipes in my car in every bag. I pretty much my go right. my go bag, all my like, not camera one. bag. Yeah. You'd be a good dad. Baby wipes, dog. <laughs> they help. You'd be a good dad. Sorry, you got the baby wipes. Only got a baby. That's right. Um, speaking of that, we were talking. We're this is this happens every time. We just get completely <laughs> lost Ramble. and sidetracked. Speaking of babies, <laughs> I want to know yeah. about you because you're a firefighter. Yep. We won't disclose information. I we'll just say it. you're a firefighter. Yep. You fight fires. Yep. And other crazy crackheads and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the questions that I saw, I think Kelsey put up there. 
what's a career you would have cho- I want to know from both of you because it'd be interesting because I want to know what you would do. Uh, what would you have done if you didn't choose firefighter? It's like a, a path. I mean, it's not like your career. I mean, I'm sure you're going to be a firefighter a long time, but I yeah. feel like you could still change it up. But what would you do if you could have like changed that? Like if you would have been like, I don't want to do that. What would you have done? Uh, prior to becoming a firefighter, I was actually a computer programmer. So I finished at U of M. Hacker man. Yes. So I worked for a old media company called Five O'Clock Media. Amazing place. Uh, hmm. Super cool guys. But uh, after that, I was like, yeah, it's not for me. So if I wasn't a firefighter, shoot, dude, I don't know. I'd probably be stuck at the airport because that's what I used to do before I became a firefighter. Tucking like, bags at the airport? No, Department of Homeland DHS. Like TSA. Oh, you know, like frisking people, scan your passport. Well, yeah, but like oh, random ra- FBI, open up. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ah, sir, do you have any liquids in your bag? Doing the racial profiling. I need you to squat. Hey, 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 as a black it's, man, it's it's not called racial profiling. It's called targeted screening. Targeted screen. Squat and oh, cough. Sorry, that's wrong terminology. It works. <laughs> it's sir. It's not racial profiling. It's targeted screening. Hey, I'm telling you, if I see a dude like you know, come uh, you know autumn, come fall. If I see a dude and he's got hunter gear on, like he's got camo this, camo that, real tree, whatever. Pounds. You yeah, Pounds. Yeah. Like, and no, like, and he's got, you know, like a camo backpack. I can almost guarantee you he's got rounds in his backpack. Not on purpose, just accidental. Yeah. But every time you get it, you get like a, like a, a re, not a reward, but it goes, it make, makes good marks on your. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause you're just, you know, doing yeah. the right so thing. So I'll like, like, oh yeah. Like, go ahead and put your bag up there and I'll, I'll, I'll double check that bag. Oh, there's three rounds of ammunition right there. Bloop. Take him out. Hey, is this your bag? Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And you got three rounds. Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. Am I going to get a ticket? Nope. And ten rounds or less, you're good. Get out of here. Have a nice day. Ten rounds or less? So if you're caught with more than ten rounds at an airport? It's, it's like $500. Even if you don't have, like, there. a gun for them or something? Yeah. Like, it, in, in you carry-on. You're going carry to be, be in the plane? Like, okay, here we go. This is the hijacking of yeah, the I lifetime. Mean, technically, you could. Yeah. Dude's got you a could. nail on the you, back you, of these. You definitely can. Hit it with a hammer. <laughs> Bink. That's neat it's to hear, working. though, because I didn't know what kind of consequences or repercussions that were. Yeah, 10 rounds that. or less. Yeah, I didn't know there was, like, a rule on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we would stop people for a, a one single round, you know, they'd be hunting. I guess when I traveled, I never traveled with live ammo, yeah. so. so They almost took my thing. goddamn eye pencil, like, two flights ago. I'm like, Well, because it looks, because under the x-ray, it looks really bad. So the iPad pencil has, you know, it's, like, all completely metal case, which yeah. is fine. But it looks like a detonator because yeah. you have your button. And on the x-ray, it's just a single press. Then you have a battery, a rechargeable battery in there. And then you have a bunch of wires that run through. If you look up what a detonator looks like online, like it looks the same. looks exactly the same. You're like, oh, pudge. I suppose yeah. you have the cover. You're like, I- I'm, a, I'm a tattoo artist. Well, I, it's I do art. still <laughs> connected to a damn iPad. I can't, I can't believe that there's not, not like a couple hundred people a day that fly with their damn iPads. Well, yeah, iPads. that's not like an uncommon tool no, nowadays. No, it's not. I it's guess. just... Yeah. It's some, a pretty common device. Some guys are really good at their job, like every job, and some guys are just dog mess, so. Huh. It That's de- wild. I didn't know there was, like, yeah. rules on that. Like, oh, yeah. It all depends on how fast you can read an x-ray. But well, you they, really the guy it. that let it go through is like, oh, usually he's talking to the other person that he was with, uh, you know, behind the scenes there. He's like, mm-hmm. usually we don't let that through. I'm like, what the fuck? Is he seriously going to take my eye pencil? Imagine that racket. Yeah, yeah, no, that's stupid. Well, because those things ain't cheap get either. No, they're like a hundred. Like, get fifteen hundred of those a month, you know, flying through there. It's a hundred bucks a piece. So yeah, say they're like a hundred, hundred thirty bucks new. Like, You'd be surprised what gets left at the airport. Rolexes, like legit nice Rolexes. And what do you guys on. do with them? Just they go into a bin and they get sent. They stay there unless someone claims them for a year. 
then they get sent to auction, government auction online. Damn. So you can't even be like, let me comp that. No, 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 no. But so it's crazy. So you know, um, how many know, guys like, actually do that? Well, though? no, like you know, uh, MacBooks, right? You know how mm-hmm. they, they that gray. That is the same color gray as the trays you get at the airport to put your shit in. Yeah. Like your shoes and pa- you know right. belt and whatnot. People leave those all the time because they blend. They you they just blend. And it's hectic as fuck. And it's hectic because you're like trying. Everyone's to get freaking out. So no we'll one's pro- on time. Right. You, per day, like you'll probably get six or seven. Like MacBooks that are left at the airport that Jeez. are on claim. So there's a stack downstairs. God damn, that's nuts. And it sucks because they sit there for a year. So after a year, it's like God knows what what happened to it over a year just sitting yeah. there. Yep. How do they not call the minute they land and be like, "Hey, dude." Well, because you know, some pipe, you know, people they could you know double flights or. They have well, no that and the other thing it. is like, how do you explain to someone like, "I lost my MacBook. It looks like this," and they go, "All right." We have 35 of them in front of us. Which yeah. one's yours? They're yeah. all the same. It's like, what checkpoint did you come through? What gate? What's your yeah. name? Because they're going to want specifics. You, and then they're be wearing? like, what's the serial number on it? It's like, I don't know. I don't have a picture of that. Or yeah. I don't have that. Nope. Rem- you know, I don't remember that. Like, there's probably so much you have to go through to prove it's yours before they just yeah. send it off. Yep. You know? Hey, open it up. Hey, what's the password for it? Okay, cool. What's on the first, you know, what's what's on your homepage or whatever? Right. Know, they're so. going to try and get a bunch of information out of you. That would suck, though. Like, uh I, I see. I flew a lot when I was younger, mm-hmm. before like technology was a big thing. You know, like there was there was like MP3 players and stuff like that. But like, there no people weren't carrying laptops with them and like yeah. smartphones yep. and Apple pencils and AirPods and all this other crap. So like, I couldn't imagine now how hard it is to like fly with all that technology you got to carry with you all the time. They just lost my bag last time. I was say I, I should ask Ryan. He just travels and shit. Yeah. They lost they, all your clothes. Yeah, I had two bags: my golf bag and then the the travel bag with all my stuff. So. Uh, I'm th- I Did you get know. it back? I got I got a pro tip for you. Ready? Pro tip: Throw a box of ammo in there. <laughs> uh, you, no, le- legitimately. In y- if you're doing a check bag, like goes underneath the plane. Yeah. Throw a box of ammo. You can throw three rounds. I don't even care. It doesn't have to be a full box. Throw three rounds in a sealed or a whatever, and declare it at when you say, "Hey, there's live ammunition in here." They will never lose that bag. Yeah. Because they have no idea how much is in there, so they're like, "Oh God, live ammunition." They special tag it. Gets, it gets on the plane first, and it gets off the plane first. They put it in a special area. That's fascinating. Ryan's going to be doing that. He's going to be out tomorrow. We're going to see him, like, just getting a couple rounds. Put, like, one 22. round in it. You, yeah, yeah, dude, you can – yeah, 20 – it doesn't matter what you count. Just put a 22 round in there yep, and be like, like, yeah, hey. there's live ammo in that. Yep. No, 50 cal. What the hell are you messing around with 22? Yeah. Come on now. But, yeah, they, they don't they, – it will be – you'll never lose that bag. Have you ever traveled with your tattoo equipment? Oh, yeah. How does that go? It's weird as fuck. Um, it's, they don't it's say much. Fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, suppose it makes sense because it doesn't look suspicious. I guess. Well, I would also take the the power supply, the machines, uh, and put those on my carry on with me. So like the ink and the junk is just flying, flying around in a suitcase. Now at least the the ink bottles are they close different. Yeah. Back in the day, a lot of the ink manufacturers just had a little red piece of shit cap that was just boop. Right on there, so oh. it goes no. in, it goes in the air and it's just spraying all over the place. Oh, so all your ink would be blowing the fuck up all the time. So it, oh, so you'd open your suitcase just like a tie-dyed mess of yeah. bullshit, and you're like, yeah, neat. So yeah, you you put three or four <laughs> bottles Damn. per Ziploc bag, and it kind of helps the situation out. But guaranteed, one bottle in every bag would be exploded. blown up. Oh, yeah. that so sucks. Yeah. Now it's a little bit different, but some some guys. I mean, if you're 
if if you're somebody and you're going there for like a week to work, you right. might as well just box your shit up and send it there. Like yep. ship it, yep. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so it's there yeah. when you get there. Yeah. Kind of Duct tape that mess closed. Yeah, and ship yeah. it out a couple of days I mean, prior still, or something, so it's, it's there when you show up. It's still flying on a plane, but you don't have to worry about it at the airport either. Right. Yeah. It just goes in a. That's the wildest concept. Hmm. You can't just throw whatever you want in a suitcase that's gonna get thrown in like the belly of a plane, and get flown somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, there's limitations. But, like, I could, probably, yeah. I could probably brick up, like, a pound of weed, mm-hmm. put it in a friggin' FedEx box, slap a label on it, and send it across the U.S., and no one would bat an eye. You know what I mean? Uh, usually not. Usually, I mean, it, it does get usually X-rayed. not. Yeah, yeah. but, like, FBI usually not. Like, <laughs> but if you like, if you <laughs> did it during holiday up. season, probably not. No. Right, that's There's, what I'm saying. Like, that dude is unable. He's not going to be able like to Like, it's scan. the whole concept of, like, the people, like, kids used to find out, like, you could mail a potato to somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, you stamps on a potato, and, like, a male person will take that potato and mail it to your house. Yep. Like, a raw potato, not in a package. <laughs> you could just put stamps mm-hmm. on it and send it. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I have more than three rounds of ammo in, like, a, in a case, they're like, no, 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 no. Everyone's dead. Yeah. Like immediately. Like I would be genuinely concerned. Where's the if risk? You sent me a potato. <laughs> a raw. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna potato. send. I'm gonna send Ben a raw potato now. I'm gonna go buy stamps Please tomorrow don't. and just mail one off. Please to you. don't. I'll send you a whole it's sack a, of it's them. It's got a tracking number and everything. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna no. send him a whole sack of them one by one. <laughs> just every. <laughs> I'll send them out a day a day apart. Every day I'll put one in the mailbox. So every other day Ben will just be getting a potato. Please don't. I oh. will start stuffing those around. I bet in your, your house. mail person would come to your house and knock on your door and be like, "I'm sorry for whoever was pranking you, but here's another one." <laughs> and he's just like, "You know what? You After this one, keep the rest. Yeah. I don't need them. Then just just do what you want with them. Throw them out. That's they can't though legally because it's a mail. I know. They have to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do it now. You have a mailbox out at the end of the driveway, right? No, I don't. It's on the house. <laughs> no. Not even, not tonight. Are you a PO box? No. Where is it? The post office. I don't have a mailbox. Was at the post office? No, I know your address. Cody gave me it. No, my mailbox it's is the, not at the end of my. It's not the not at the end of my driveway. It's not on the house. I don't have a PO box. I was hoping it'd be one like on your house. So then, like right when you wake up, the mail guy hits and you just hear thunk. At least loud noise and like a little mailbox on your. No, your he's wall. got to shove. You know, he's got to shove it through like the door <laughs> slot. Oh, but it's like not. It's not big enough, so it, he just like slams it through there. So it's just like this cut potato the size of the door slot. Tiki's eating a potato in the morning. What are you eating? Oh, I'll just, put, I'll, I'll, I'll just put like a shredder on the one side. So like as soon as he shoves it in, just <laughs> yep, that's mashed exactly taters it. right there. Mashed taters right there, right at the front door. Oh goodness! Just pick it. the paper pieces out. Yep. It's fine. Breakfast. I'm doing it. Ma- oh, no, I'll just do hash browns. <laughs> I'll just do hash browns. There we go. Throw one by one. Load up Ben's truck. Why is this thing getting worse and nah. worse mileage? No, my <laughs> opens my, the tunnel my, uh, cover. It's just full of them. The, the helper bags went out. I don't know if it's a fuse or what it was. I'm maybe it's a pump. I don't know. But They're just done helping. They, no, they stopped, and I was like, "Why is this thing riding so damn rough? I get the bags at 25. Nah, they just don't even work." That's, that, that's, that's the remote's me. at 25. Yeah, the remote's at 25. The pump ain't doing nothing. Um, yeah, that, so that <laughs> checked out a while ago. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, what would you do differently? Uh, believe, Other Ryan. Believe it or it's not. It's hard to specify. Yeah, right. When I was working at that machine shop, I was like, that that was not my end goal right there. I, I thought it was a neat career, and I learned a lot. But um, I was trying to go to I, – I lived in Milwaukee, and my girlfriend at the time was going to Madison for – UW or like a University of Madison shit, whatever she was going go to go Wisconsin. Yeah, so that was an hour away. And I was going to go do mortuary science stuff. Oh. So that was a two-year degree in Wisconsin. That was pretty nice and swift. So I'm like, I'll just, I'll just kind of go out there with you and I'll get an apartment and go to the tech school out there for two years and, and do that thing. 
And then when I did the orientation for it, or I was about to go out there to do the orientation, they yeah. told me that all this stuff was going to be at the other campus. I'm like, why isn't it going to be at the campus where my apartment is? And they said, because uh, your school is going to be over here. Like, who told you it was going to be over there? I'm like, somebody at your school misinformed nice. me. So, like, I just called it quits at that same exact time <laughs> as when I got offered the job at the shop. So, I'm like, uh, just kind of worked out. Yeah, I'm going to be a piercer and then got into tattooing shortly after that. It would have so. been really cool if you stuck with, like, machinery, though, because you're artistic. Oh, yeah. So, I like, I, I, to, uh, like, I feel like now if you stuck with that, it'd be just like your tattoo work where you just, like, honed it like a, you know, or, like, it would have been super fancy and you'd mm -hmm. be doing yeah, some, like, I'd cool machine wheels or something. Like, probably would have been cutting motors or. Yeah, doing like yeah. crazy. Bill Ryan's blocks, Ryan's just got a house full of CNC yeah. machines, like yep. making everything. That, would be that sweet. shit is yeah, so great. Bricks of raw aluminum sitting around. Yeah, <laughs> that is so satisfying. I know. Like it is. Like even when we get stuff through work, we get uh, like bricks of. Uh, I guess by bricks I mean like a, a four inch by ten inch piece of uh, brass, yep. which is I think, hella heavy. Yeah, right. it's like twenty five hundred dollars or yep. more for that just that chunk. But then Jesus. seeing what somebody does with that. And how insane. much money it's going to be worth after right. exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. And even we just did a sign for a, a guy, um, Edward and jo or Edward and Jones in uh, Sartell, I believe it was. Um, one of the guys that uh, comes to our shop, we outsourced stuff to him, so he made a. Uh, it's like the Sartell sign. Yeah. It, it's the 3D. Um, you know, they have the outline of the uh, letters, so they mm -hmm. the letters cut out. Yeah. We cut that stuff at work, and then he lines it with this. Uh, um, it's called uh, Core 10. Uh, steel so the core 10 steel it rusts the surface and then that's what protects the steel from getting any rustier oh okay so it gives it its own protective layer and then it won't go any further like a patina yeah basically okay. so yep, it gives it its own surface rust and then that's that's all the farther it'll take it it won't that's pit sweet. um so we hmm. we cut that stuff we just did that um and his profit margin was Probably insane. insane now we uh we cut everything out um, everything was like twelve hundred bucks. Um, it's eighty five hundred dollars is what he charged the guy. Jeez. Jeez. But like even that, like in like you just said, you know, you take something that's a raw piece of material, and you make it. But I mean, that's what craftsmanship is, though. Exactly. You're, you're yeah. going for something. Right. Yeah. I'm. I'm not paying for the. Yeah. You pay for your material, but I'm paying for the skill yep. for yep. that. You and know, it's, it's there's like, like an old story about like an old iron brick, mm -hmm. and you. Like, an iron brick is not worth anything. Right. And then if you make it into a, a horseshoe, it's worth that much more. And then you go to the line and you get to the needle. When you make a needle, you're making the, – the profit you're making off of that iron brick now yep. is tenfold of what, you know, you actually paid for that. Right, right. Yep. Like, you're making crazy money. Yep. Mm -hmm. Did the uh, guy be who made that piece was his name Sam? It was his dad. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Uh, right. Paul, like, yep. I know that Paul, guy. Paul yeah. Spitzka. Yep. Yeah. Yep, um, PBS Metalworks. PBS Metalworks. And his son plug. is insane. Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, uh, Sam, nothing wrong with Sam's that. got those pieces down in my art gallery. Yep, ah. if, you, if you haven't been to uh, PBS, it'd be cool just to check out a shop just going down the driveway. Um, Sam has two lion sculptures that he had crafted. Yep. They're like iron. Speaking of that, I know you've talked to Ryan sculptures. about this, but get your damn art down to Ryan's art gallery and let him hang that. it up. <laughs> and we, we still have to have a conversation, too. He's Hanging been, he's been helping I'm me sure with Ryan stuff, wouldn't so. mind. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure there's some stipulations to it, but yeah, we'll get it in there. Art is art is art, and I'm sure Ryan appreciates all art because he's got an art gallery. 
and yeah, it's not of I'm, specific things. He's I'm, already been I'm loading a huge it up help. this year. Yeah. I like all that stuff there. I, I have more fun doing that, I think, than like getting a tattoo there. I just like walking around and looking at people's art. Well, and honestly, there's the, so the, much there. The best part about Ryan is that he he helps people that are small business kind of getting in. I'm yeah. not doing exactly what he's doing, but it's not even that. I think it's just he's helping out somebody that he knows is it's like he knows a struggle. He knows what it takes to get there. Right. Like most people in his position tell you to kick rocks and get fucked honestly mm-hmm. yeah there's That's not a lot of people out there that like it's not it's, it's not a handout but well you know and take that is willing it, to like time take is money with what he's support got another business yeah. yeah you know it's not a lot of people do that anymore as like a, a smaller business themselves no too many people just give you some <clears throat> fucking wisecrack shit like oh you want to get into this you better do this and that and this uh, it's like shut the fuck up you it's not gonna get me boomers. anywhere right yeah. yeah it's not gonna get me anywhere yeah oh uh, it's like that whole thing going around about that stimulus check like the reason they're giving you six hundred dollars because back in nineteen forty that was eleven thousand. I was like, yeah, they're all mm-hmm. friggin' old as dirt. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the dirt. Well, um, even now for helping people, like I, I'm, yeah. I try to give all my time. Like, yeah, I can't, I can't just go there on a whim and help you out all well, the time. Yeah. But like, if you call me, I will try to walk you through anything that you need. I, I mean, like, I'm not super knowledgeable on everything. You but can turn and burn some art though, too. I've seen, I've watched you like. I've seen you do art before, but like with you doing it so much now, when I went to your house the other day with Marshall and we were just sitting there, I didn't realize like how quick you were at some of that stuff. Like you, you can turn and burn some pretty high quality artwork. Well, for lack of better terms. I mean, like you said, you hate the cookie yeah. cutter stuff, well, which I think everybody does. Stuff. That's what that like kind of comes with any art career. I've been mm-hmm. so busy with this cookie cutter stuff that I've mm-hmm. been trying to branch out and do my own thing, doing own my own like custom artwork, like taking it to the next level, doing a very uh, elaborate piece, not, you know, just a cookie-cutter saw blade or a cookie-cutter sign. Like, I'm trying to do, like, me and Des were talking about doing a wall mural um, at the house. Quit your just job, talk to Ryan, let him be your apprentice, and just put your art on people's skin. I mean, you know, that's that's how most people start out is. F it. Like, they do just that cookie-cutter stuff, but then someone comes along and says, Hey, like I, I, I really like this work. You know, I bought. You know, they usually a prior, prior, prior uh, consumer. Yep. And like, you know, just wondering, I want to make something for my wedding. Yep. Do, right. Do you guys do custom work? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. And then that's how it starts. It's, it's know, always I, that one off, one you, one here, one there. I you plugged know. you to my aunt because my uncle's big into hunting, and I know it's some cookie cutter stuff, but he has some custom hunting stuff. He's way into it. But the cookie and cutter I showed stuff her some of that. Yeah, that I showed her some of that, and she goes, "Ooh," and she was actually interested, so she might. She might get a hold of you. I told her where to go on Facebook and stuff, and she well, said she might get a hold of you about some stuff. So I was like, whatever. It's, it's product's product. Yep. Well, I, I, have to, I have to go through the cookie cutter stuff to get to that. Somebody has to see me. You know, yep. Somebody that mm-hmm. really wants to value my work right. as much as I do. You know, and that's that's what it takes. Is you have um, to have that, that moment. Yeah. And, like, even right now I have that tailgate from that body shop. Oh, um, yeah. I got to paint that skull on the one side, and then it's going to be like a Grim Reaper thing on the other. But then he's already talking Grim about Reapers with, with uh, people. I don't get just, it. I don't know. Skulls and Grim Reapers. It's, it's, a, it's a white thing, person thing. But you just hey. do it. Sorry. But uh, <laughs> he's talking about doing um, white cobwebs on uh, <laughs> on uh, some racing stripe he's putting on a Mustang and a few other things. So he's already trying to get me. He's seen my stuff, and he appreciates it exactly for what it is. So he's been trying to do everything he can. And even Mike Morgan, too, he's seen the stuff that I've done. Yeah. And uh, he's like, as soon as uh, Gramps gets back, you're going to do a sign. For grams, absolutely. I'd be I'm down. For that. And that's not Mike that's Morgan. not cookie cutter. Mike Morgan. <laughs> Morgan's more. We're going flex. to see. We're going to see Gramps on Tuesday. We are. Give myself some um, motivation. I tonight. wanted to ask Hawaiian Ryan. Uh huh. We'll up? go with Hawaiian Ryan. 
Uh, well, actually, up, Kelsey wanted me to ask this. She's never been on a podcast. She won't be on it. But Hi, Kelsey. Kelsey, <laughs> Kelsey wanted me to ask you, what was it, Kelsey? What was the wildest fire you ever dealt with? Or what was the wildest, like, firefighter experience you've dealt with? Without, like, giving you know, it, yeah, as much so detail as you no, can. No, so we can give whatever details. It's just not going to be. Names. Like, if I use, like, if I'm talking about a patient, I won't use their name. Well, their of course. Address. So... But she wanted me to ask that, and I realized we're getting close to an hour. I mean, we'll go a little bit really? longer. Really? Holy crap. Yeah, we're at 51 minutes. Oh, so. man. Um, probably the most wild one is probably the press fire up here. I figured it was going to – I she told me that, and I was like, he's going to say the press fire because, like, I, that in, was wild. In like, terms that was of weird. sheer fire that I've seen in my career, that, I mean, that was the most. Like, we were probably inside for 40 minutes between the six crews. And f- 40 minutes – like, a regular standard everyday house – is like a three bedroom, two bath, you know, four bedroom, two bath, or whatever. We can put that out, and I mean, you're talking like two minutes with a good crew. The press, we are, we had, we're already like 40 minutes behind the eight ball. Uh, the crews that got on scene were called for originally for a fire alarm in Cowboy Jacks. They get on scene, just one engine company response. They're coming from downtown. They can smell smoke, you know, but they can't. They don't know where it's coming from. Right. Cowboy Jacks is clear upstairs, living quarters. Cowboy Jacks and downstairs. Nothing. They go outside. Nothing. Nothing showing. They're checking it out. They can sti- they continue to smell smoke, and then the g- glass breaks at the press. It cracks and then busts out, and that's when like, oh shit, great. It's been way too long. It's been way too long, and because it's dark, the press is you know it's, everything is black. The smoke turns the windows black, so you have no idea. If, you know. Most of the guys are older, so they, you know, they've been depressed in like 15 years, you know. So it's like, or whatever it was called before that. So like, oh god. So now they're behind, you know, we call it behind the eight ball, 40 minutes or so. It, the basement's on fire. They have no idea how to get there. Yeah, the press is just a mess anyway. Like you go through that double entry, the bars, the U bar, and is in the center. There's only two ways of the basement, and they're super sketch. So I think pure fire wise, yeah. I was only scared because we got sent in. They're like, hey. Once you get to the tile, which is right by the bar, the floor kind of slides in, which is bad. Like, yeah, it, it, like no, you got <laughs> compromised. You have compromised flooring, which yeah. means I'm not trying to die in the basement. You want me to go save somebody? Sure, I'll, I'll risk life and limb because high risk, high reward. <laughs> There's no one else in this building. I'm not saving it. Like we're just trying to put it out. So we slide in there. I'm. It's black. I got my two captains at the door. I'm you know spraying water. It's hot as heck in there. And it's like, okay, I'm at, I think sounding, I, we, we call it sounding the floor with our tool. So I smack the, smack the floor in front of me with my tool, and it goes, it goes from soft wood to tink and makes this different sound. And you go, oh, here's tile. Okay, I'm stopping. Stop, close my eyes. Close your, because we can't see anything, but I right. always close my eyes. Well, yeah, but it helps. Correct. It's like, it's like the turn the music down when you get close to someone's house exactly. so you can see the address, you know? It adds yeah. that you auditory sentence. Yeah. yeah. And so I close my eyes, you know, listen, stop. I stop, you know, slow my breathing. Okay, I've got fire with heat on this side. I can hear the crackling. Go ahead and spray it. Make the spray. Then we get called to evacuate because it's just like, nope, we, you guys have tried knocking it out for 40 minutes. We're going to call it a basement fire. We're going to leave. It's like, okay, this is the part where I've only, I'm always nervous on a fire, yeah. but I'm never scared. Like, if you respect the fire, you should be nervous. I, I mean, feel like if you weren't nervous, I'd be someone I wouldn't want to hang out with you. Exactly. Because you'd be some scary motherfucker. Exactly. Just not nervous. It's just a fire. He just walks in like nothing's so, wrong. Well, remind nope. me not to hang out with him. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Stay away from that guy. So the press had, um, pay, uh, you know, the upper stair- the upstairs had windows, all those different windows. And so we said, we're going we're gonna, to 
we're going to burn it down to the ground. So go ahead and vent. So vent means none of those windows had broken for some odd reason. There was no fire up there yet. It was just heavy, dense black smoke. So what you do is we call vent. You break the windows and you add oxygen into there. How do you break them? You you have to crawl up there and break them out. Break them out with a tool. Yep. So go ahead and throw a ladder up there. My captain's putting at the bottom because it's all icy. I totally forgot in firefighting when you vent a window or multiple windows, you always break the one farthest away from you. Then you go to the closest one. Yep. In my head, I was like, it's start, it's cold. I just want to get down. I want to go relax. By relax, I mean just take off my Not gear. be here. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm going to break this window that's right to my right. It's about head height. So I'm talking like, you know, I'm looking. I can look at um, I can rest my chin on the windowsill. So I break this window, and I, I'm trying to break the window that's three windows away because I have a long, hal- or a long tool because I've broken the other two. And I can see... We, it's called it's this thermal layering where you it's the difference you know how they say stay low to the ground when there's a fire when you're a kid mm-hmm. it's because the smoke will always rise to the you know heat rises yep. so i can see it's just black smoke and then it's clear and then all of a sudden oxygen comes in because it's coming past me i can feel it rush past me through my gear and there's fireball i can just see it eating at the flames because that's all fuel and it's just rushing towards me and i'm like oh god i'm gonna die i'm gonna die because it's that it's is going to hit you right in the face. It's yeah. called the flashover. It is the worst. The yep. temperatures are at 2,000 degrees at topped out. And yep. our, my gear, my face mask is rated for 500. My gear is rated for 1,000. My gear is rated for 1,000 because in case I my face mask fails, they can identify the body. Anyways, I can see it. And I was like, I can't get down fast enough. I'm 15 feet up. There's no way. I'm just going to have to duck and make my gear take it. So, yeah, just head down. And it goes, zoom. Uh Someone has a video of it coming out oh where my God. head and my head is completely from from here, like from right over where my glass would be here over is just a fireball. That's where my flame is. And my helmet is just gone. It's all melted. It's all melt drooped off to the one side. It was wild. And that was like the hottest Damn. I've ever been. Did your captain yell at you, though, for doing it wrong? No, no, no. They were like, get the down and i was like i know i'm coming <laughs> like, <laughs> i've been trying to get down you won't let me like, like you, you don't realize damn, i want to get down now as well so. damn dude that's see that's wild i don't know if i could ever do that yeah i have two my anxiety is too bad I, there's no way i could do that and then I i'd think never sleep i'd be sitting there like when's the next call when's the next call i'm scared so the I other not do it the other one that that actually the other one was the it happened during the protests that were going on in uh, minneapolis we had our own little incident up here in St. Cloud with the cop. Yeah. You know, the kid that shot the cop, but everyone said the cop shot the kid or whatever yeah. it was. So we're, we get called to um, a woman who's having difficulty breathing. Okay. Right by the protest or wherever they're burning stuff down mm-hmm. St. Cloud. So we get there and there's an MRAP, which is a huge military vehicle, but the state troopers are there. So I see him. I'm like, cool. I've got three state troopers, one on the truck. He's got a long gun. I've got two on the ground. Awesome sauce woman she's laid out laid out on the street looks like she's been shot it looks like walking up to the scene looks bad it looks so bad but there's no there's no bystanders no residents and nothing no one's over there it's kind of off to the side and so we get up there i'm wearing body armor and she's like i was like what's going on the medic you know the sheriff's office like she's having difficulty breathing she's not responding da 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 i look now because we have a fire truck there you know we got red lights you know flashing lights. right people are noticing and they see this woman who's laid out with cops surrounding and a bunch of medics helping. And now they start, like, walking over here, yelling, throwing stuff at us. And I've got, like, the woman's in front of me. I've got my eyes facing towards the crowd. And I see this this man and woman just beeline it towards us. And I was like, hey, Cap, look. And I point. And the, 
this woman, or not the woman, the sheriff's office, who's in full SWAT gear, turns around and points the AR-15 right at the dude's face and says, stop. And I was like, oh, God, he's going to get shot. Like, I was like, nope, no, nope, we got to go. We got to get you. Man. I don't care what we got to do. We got to put this woman in the ambulance or we got to put her in a fire truck. We got to get out of here. Like, we got to leave. Yeah, because yeah. this is going to, like, and the crowd started coming over here. We had They had to deploy tear gas just to get us out of there. It was getting wild. I was like, nope, nope, I don't want to be here anymore. This is... I signed up for this, but not like this. Right. <laughs> not like. Also a situation Richard couldn't handle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. I couldn't do it, dude. My anxiety will go off just from sitting on the couch and thinking about the wrong thing. Yeah. So. I have such bad anxiety. I mean. And I just don't, I don't do medication. So, like, I just, I, I'd rather live with my anxiety than try and fix it. <laughs> nope. It's such an adrenaline dump. And most of us are adrenaline junkies somehow. You know, as in the fire service, we're we're in it. Well, you gotta be. There's no way you can go into that being like a normal human. Oh, yeah, I don't like, like you're, you're you're normal. Like you, you look like a normal guy. You act like a normal guy. You have a good time. Mm-hmm. But there's something in you that I don't have. I don't know who if anyone else has it. But there's no way I would just wake up one day and be like, I'm gonna go save lives. Yeah. It's not that I wouldn't save someone's life if they were in danger, but right. like. As a career, no way in hell. I, and it's, mm-hmm. it's honestly no different in the human psyche. It's no different because he wants to somehow control the uncontrollable, just like how we want to sit in a fast car. When the other person's like, "Why in the fuck would you want to drive that car if it's got a thousand horsepower in it? Right, yep. you're gonna get hurt." Yeah, yeah. same care. concept. Yep. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're all after the adrenaline, yep, and um, that's what it is. And you know, coming like being, you know, in that uncontrolled. Con- I want to be able to control that uncontrolled situation. Is very. That is like yeah, yeah but that's as a great a, way to describe as it. As a firefighter having to wear body armor, that's when things would be like, eh, I don't know if I want to control right. this same, one. Same in, concept of driving know. a car. If you go in a car, you're driving a thousand horse car, you're going 160 miles an hour and you you end up going in the ditch or whatever the case is. Something happens. God. You're not wearing your protective fire suit. It's the same concept. Right. Like, it's But I'm saying like no firefighter should have to wear body armor because of No, you people. shouldn't have to. Yeah, that's so jacked. But that's what it has come to. Yeah, right. and it sucks like what I think what came to a head for me was the Appleton firefighter that got shot. Um, they were responding to a routine medical on a bus, like city bus. You know, guy was pa- passing in and out of consciousness, ended up being on drugs. Fine, whatever. I'm not judging anybody. I'm right. just here to make sure you're okay. Gets out of the bus. They, you know, bring him out. They're talking. There's a whole body cam video. Everything seems going kosher. Cop comes up. You know, I love, no, I'm not going to say I love all cops, but I respect them. I understand right. their job is difficult. I totally get that. But you got to chill out. Like, when I'm talking to a dude, 99% of the time, I'm not going to have an issue. Hey, man, I don't really care what you took. I just need to know what you took because then if I give you a drug, it's going to react it's, with that. must be a tough exactly. one. I know yeah. that's a tough one, too, especially with people that are on drugs and stuff. They're like, I'm not telling you. You're going to take me to jail. Yeah, just like, tell me. Dude, dude, I literally don't give a shit. It's like, like I'm fire department, like fire medic. Like, I and, drive a And that's fire the part truck. that gets me is, like, right. when people, like, go after firefighters, you have no gun on you and yeah. you're there to right. protect. Like, I get in yeah. trouble, too. Like, like dude, I get pulled over. I get in trouble. Yeah. I've, I've been in trouble with the law, too. Like, yeah. I'm not here to judge whether you go to jail or not or what happens to you. I just want to make sure you don't die. Exactly. And it's like, you know, and then he escalated the situation in that case. The cop did. And the guy's like, you know, cops like, hey, take your hands out of your pocket. The firefighters are totally fine, like totally fine up until that point. And unfortunately, you know, he's like, no, no, no. The cop went after the guy. Guy pulls out a gun, shoots a bunch of rounds. Firefighter ends up getting shot in the chest and dies. It's like, dang, man. Like, Control the situation. You wouldn't have shown up. Yeah, Control. Like, or just stayed not, back like we told you. Yeah. We, everyone had been fine here. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure this dude would be in the hospital getting fixed. Yeah. So, you know, it's all, you know, how span of control and whatnot. But. Yeah, it's just like 
I, it sucks. So now I wear Fuck body that. armor on yeah. all. And for some, it's I'm it's just a, saying it sucks. It's the fight or flight. Right. Well, yeah. and it sucks too because you're already wearing like I, that gear. I could imagine isn't like lightweight and no, you know, maneuverable. Yeah. No. It's and then you add body armor on top of that. Like you're just you know you're like a friggin' juggernaut walking around oh yeah i can definitely like yeah, you're a couple yeah. steps away from like a bomb suit you know mm-hmm. like you're just covered in shit you got oxygen pumping to you and like yep new yeah it's 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 difficult but you know i think it's a ton of fun i wouldn't change my career for anything and yeah the adrenaline rush i, I ask i ask for a structure fire almost every shift i'm on just because <laughs> it's super bad you know because technically down. you know it's some it's someone's belongings but it's like you know, like i would rather say if it's something's going to burn down i want to be there for it Instead. Well, that and, like, as a firefighter, like, that's more, like, the goal of most firefighters, I feel, is, like, to fight fires. Yeah. We train but, like, for two years. But we go like, to school for two years. Yeah, and then, and then the and first you call get you get it. is, like, oh, yeah. this lady stubbed her toe and called 911, and you guys are close, so you have to first respond to Big it. Big facts. Yeah. yeah. You, you you told me about one of those ones where you actually went all the way out to a house at, like, 3 in the it, morning. Like, 3 in the, the morning. This lady had, like, stubbed her toe severely. Yeah. And they called 911. At 3 a.m. and he had to like respond to it because that's part of the job. I won't say the dumbest call, but this is a call. The dude called for what I forgot what the medical term was, but they showed it on dispatch. It was essentially for dryness of mouth, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And I was running through my mind of you know like, "Okay, what's dryness of mouth? Okay, maybe he's having chest pain with all this other stuff because that's you know one of the symptoms eventually." No, no, dude just had dry mouth, cotton mouth. Yeah, and I was like, he had "Um, other friends to call. Yeah, and I was like, "Okay," so I was like. You had a glass of water? And he's like, yeah, somewhere in the kitchen. So I literally went to the kitchen, opened got the faucet, water. got him some water, handed He's like, oh, it's way better. Got up and went back to bed. And I was like, okay, we're clear. See you, PD. We're going back to base. Like, <laughs> Bro. I mean, I guess it comes with the job, though. Yeah, it does, yeah. It's and just I a wild concept. I don't, I don't mind you literally, it. Like, you literally got in a fire truck with a crew to give a guy a glass of water so he could yeah. go back to bed. Yeah. And and most firefighters that I talk to, they it's not a career. It's more of a calling. You know, they, yeah. they want to help people, and that's – the way they, you know, See perceive it. in their mind that, that that's what they want to do to help people. And that's – And some people are really good at it. And then you find, like, some people, like, when I was in the academy down in the cities, they're just not cut out for it. Yep. And it's like – and sometimes you find it right away. Or, like, for me, in my case, the girl that was on my crew, she found out the day we saw fire. Like, lie of fire. She was yep. – nope. She was – she literally – I was fighting fire, and she was behind me, and it, she got super hot. And she was like, nope. And she just walked out of the training. And I was like yep. – Okay, that's well, it. Same yeah. for you, yeah. I like, hate using cars again for a, another reference, but that's like that's fine. that's people that are like it's our kind of crazy, you know. Like that's your kind of crazy. Yeah, yep. Like our kind of crazy <laughs> is taking a and car and going car. 180 like Ryan, miles an hour. Ryan adds cars into it, though. That's the funny part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just would you, go, would you go skydiving? I would go skydiving. Okay. I'm so for me, I'm the kind of guy that's always I'm game to try everything once, and then I'm game to try everything twice to see if I hate it. <laughs> Right, like oh, that's a good concept. Hey, you I should, guess. you know, like my cousin was like, you know, before COVID. Let me let me rephrase that. We were in Indonesia. He's like, hey, you ever tried bat? And I was like, what do you mean bat? Like, you know, the shit that flies like with wings. He's like, yeah. And I was like, no. He's like, oh, there's a vendor that sells bat down the street. Okay, San, let's go get fucking bat. COVID. Yeah, dog. So this was mon- this was years before COVID, but dog, it doesn't taste like anything. It just. I mean, it little meat tastes like chicken. You know, it's that it's just meat. It's it's a loose term because chicken has no relevance taste. Yeah, exactly, because that's just how. Did you make chicken yeah. taste like anything? Yeah, you probably could. No, yeah. chicken doesn't like like that was the thing. Like chicken doesn't really have a taste. Like everything tastes like chicken because that's just what yeah. it yeah. is. Yeah. Or so like similar to rabbit, probably. Yeah. yeah. Or like I went to Ecuador and we had cooey, which is guinea pig. 
like legit like you go to yeah because there's like shit tons of wild guinea pigs there. yeah so like and i was like okay are they it? bigger the, uh, dog they're massive they're like this big i mean i feel like guinea pigs can get like really big if they're inches. not in the cage yeah yeah um weird it tastes like catfish it's like hella greasy what? Like just grilled, yeah. and I was like, "Wow, that's so, yeah. nuts!" I would have never. Well, guinea pigs that. are kind of fatty creatures, yeah. so I feel like that's why they'd be greasy. And it was expensive too. And I was like, "What? Like twenty dollars US for like a quarter of a guinea pig?" I think which rat in Ecuador is, is a lot. Greasy quarter too, of a yeah. What, what is it? Bat? I think rat is pretty greasy too. I've never had rat. I'd be I'd be <laughs> okay. Have you had rat, that. Ryan? No, but I'm pretty oh, sure okay. it's like that. <laughs> yeah. I can see. I feel that. like Ryan's eating some well, pretty I, wild like, things. If you look at like what rats eat, it's nothing but garbage. Yeah, that's true. Literal garbage. Yeah, and like. Scraps Unless it's scraping. a Whole Foods rat Then it's yeah, organic A Whole true. Foods rat It just lives in like a co-op It eats co-op Like right. all vegan Where's the healthiest where, where, rat I've ever seen Where's a monocle and everything <laughs> Give me your whole paycheck Indubitably what? Indubitably uh, College man. word there um, Oh one one other question for I mean we'll just run this for an hour and a half We're at hour and eight minutes um, Kelsey wanted to know There's another question from Kelsey to you She doesn't want to be here She's here, but not here. <laughs> this was a good. This one you you were interested in. This one, uh, the magic stuff. Yeah, it's the the question is what what got you into magic and like how did you start getting into that? Like, totally change of pace, but oh, it's good. Uh, I always liked it watching. You know, I grew up when when stuff wasn't read, read, readily available on TV. So like, you know, my mom would be like, "Hey, guess what's going to be on seven o'clock on Friday? Star Wars. Oh, neat." You know, and then right. sometimes it was David Copperfield or whatever, so you get to see that. But it was it was once in a great while you got to see some magic, or if you found somebody in in the real world that was actually doing something even even better. Um, but once once TV became more of a thing, of course David Blaine came on the scene and had his specials, and I was like, that's it. I'm gonna figure out how to do some of this shit, and bought books and videos and went to the like found that there was a couple magic stores in Milwaukee and went went to those and they're really hidden away and really quiet stores and then once you get to know those people in there they they tell you who to talk to and this that and the next thing and here's some books here's a video if you're gonna like this you're gonna like that and the next thing you know you're just doing it just like anything else spending shit tons of money learning how to do something um <laughs> yep and it was it was crazy like this has got to be like what crack is for some people like I would get one video or, or two, bring home two DVDs from the store and a book, and then you figure out, like, holy shit, look at this, look at that. I'm watching this thing and that, like, up all night watching all this shit, just hmm. learning at rapid pace. It was it was exactly what I needed for so long. Um, but then, Magic. yeah, just year after year. It's, like, one of those things I put on the back burner all the time, unless yeah. I got, like, a show to do or something, then I'll turn it up. But, um, uh, man, I also kick myself at the same time. No bullshit. I should always have stuff ready to go. I mean, I'm for magic. I'm, yeah, I'm seriously like that good to where I could have my pockets loaded with stuff all the time. That's awesome. But I get lazy and like I don't. I don't leave the house with anything ready to go, and I I let it back burner all the time. And if I want to turn up the heat, I gotta I gotta practice a little bit more and load up my pockets full of I feel like you everyday could have, shit. You could just have like fun a fun day if you just had that loaded on you all it's the time. It's unbelievable. You know what I mean? Like just, just not even like doing anything like crazy but just like just everyday life you know like seeing that kid that's throwing a fit be like want to see a magic trick just help somebody out you know you're like hey want to see a magic trick calm them down be like what and then just do a magic trick and be like okay you know help somebody out throughout the day just you're at the store or whatever and just yeah. throw a trick out on someone I'd, yeah I, I wish i I, that, I mean that's a skill that anyone can learn but like that'd be a fun skill to have just to like throw a magic trick for someone yeah, or you like know? you know i don't mm -hmm. know how simple it is but you see like the the single ball 
yeah. and it turns into like three. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Shit, that, that's, some, that's some really stuff cool. That's, enough, that's enough to change my day and be like, dude, I saw the craziest like, thing. Yo, you yo. won't believe this. Yeah. yeah. This guy took a little red ball, turned in three red balls. Yeah. I don't know how he did it. Or like some, like we were out doing uh, overtime by summertime by George, so we do it like your right. paramedic standby. And this kid came up on a, he has a YouTube channel, so it's like us, you know, PD, it's EMS, you know, paramedics, mail ambulance, and then uh, fire or um, PD. And he's like, you guys want to see a magic trick? It's like, yeah, dude, sure, why not? Yeah, and he pulled this freaking live snake out of his sleeve, and I was like, what in the fuck is he doing that for? What? And I was like, what in the nut? And then he d- did a bunch of uh, card tricks, you know, like you know, you right. What you you know guess a Dude, card just or what? Yeah, and I was like live snake on him. What the heck? And it was just so wild. I was like, okay, that made my whole day. I'm so happy. Yeah, thank weird. you. Like I'm a reptile guy, and it, like I, I you wouldn't carry a snake in your sleeve. It, no. How <laughs> about your pocket? It, it no. was a rare occurrence if I'd bring any of my snakes outside or in a public space for somebody to look at and hold or display or something. Yeah, that'd be. But did you have weird. like super and expensive ones, like some like iridescent bows or something? Way way more expensive than that. That's yeah. that's another thing with all the must be nice shit. When people are like, "Oh, you got a lot of bikes. How many bikes you got?" Like nobody gave a shit when I had tens of thousands of dollars with a snake stacked up and a seven hundred dollar yeah. a month food bill for the goddamn thing. Yeah, but no one but knows. Then, like no normal well, average guy would know the value of a snake. I mean, to no, be honest they don't. with you, but if then, I saw it, I'd be like, "But then did you get that Petco five bucks." I yo, bet. big facts. If I <laughs> if I had a bunch of horses, people would be like, "Oh, neat, you have a ranch." I still don't know anything True. about horses either. I, I want to ride a horse. Okay, so I've ridden a horse I once. I want to ride a horse. But it was in the Bronx in New York, and it was a random ghetto, what? dude. Dude, so, okay, so listen. This is one of the best stories. So I, I'm not making this shit up at all. So we were in New York visiting some friends, and I was, oh, man, 16. Was it a police officer's it horse? It was not. So we were in the Bronx, right? And so we're getting pizza at this bodega or whatever. And I'm like, there's a bunch of pe- commotion coming outside. So I go outside, and there's a... The hood dude, bro, hood, straight New York, like Tim's wearing dude, riding a horse in the middle of the street, like right, like saddle and everything. And I was like, yo, you're wild. And so I walk, you know, go up, hey, can I pitch your horse? Yeah, like da, da, da. I was like, a real quick question, can I ride it? And he's like, oh yeah, homie, no worries. Gets off, lets me, shows me how to hop up on it, and then yeah, he just, he's like, go, it'll come back. And I was like, this is, I'm in the Bronx of New York, dog. This is like the ghetto. Like Harlem is down the street, yeah. Whipping, whipping a horse, dude. A horse. No one's gonna mess like, with you. You whipping a horse? No, no, no. And I was like, where do you put a horse in the Bronx? Do you, and it's like there's no trailer nearby, right? Like, is up upstate New York is hours away. The living room. Yeah, I was like, yo, this is wild. Yeah, just a ghetto man on a horse. Well, it's like the wild concept of you can't own chickens in St. Cloud, but you're allowed to own chickens in, in New York, like in oh, yeah. inner city yeah. New yep. York. You can have chickens in your backyard, but you can't have them here where we have, like, open more land. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. but You yeah, rode a horse in the time. Bronx, New York. That was my York. first time riding a horse, and I want to ride a horse again because... It's never going to be the same. It's going to be so disappointing. You're going to get on a horse, and you're going to be in an open field, be like, this sucks. Yeah, yeah, but, like... This is garbage. I saw my first cowboy, like, legit cowboys for the first time when I came up to St. Cloud. Hey, the first legit cowboy you saw was that, that dude sure, true. He was. in the Bronx. Yeah, but, like, these dudes, it was the Foley Hill area or whatever it is. But these guys are riding through a field with like the fo- the cowboy hat, like the weird looking pants, the the, the weird robe. looking the stranglers. Like yeah, dude, I was like, yo, that's <laughs> sick. I wanna I wanna ride like that, and they're just full speed, gallop or Whip, or whipping a horse. Yeah, dude, I was like, that's gay. I still can't believe you rode a horse in the Bronx. Dude, though. Was, that's so jacked. It was wild. So those videos you see on the internet are real. They're real. When you see the dude like riding the horse, it's dancing the to music and turn it up, and people are freaking out. It's, it's, it's what kind of status is that? Like. How hood are you that you have a horse? Dog, pimp. 
it's not just so your elbow. Is it is it better than having like a donk? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's okay. got to be better than Like, bro, I, got, I just came up in the hood. I got an S-Class. Yeah, I got a horse, dude. Got, Shut up. Yeah, I know, right? Quit trying to stunt. Yeah, I just have it, yeah. Saddled. Quit trying to stunt, bro. Yeah. I got a horse in the backyard. It's just tied off to the front step. <laughs> no way. Yeah, well, that was great. I feel like you couldn't do anything, like, like you couldn't do anything, you know, illegal when you have, own a horse in the Bronx. No, I don't think so. <laughs> it's but the guy like, on the horse. What? Yeah, like, There's what only is, one. Yeah, it's the guy on the horse yeah, in, like, in, in Harlem. Yeah, what, what, is, what do you mean? What is P? Do you think they have a law for horses in New York? Probably not. Like clearly, New York City. Th- they probably don't even think about it because they don't think anybody in New York City is gonna have a horse. Yes. I like, like I if like, you were a cop in New York City, you got to deal with like drugs, rapists. I, if I saw <laughs> somebody like, hey, ride by on a horse, yeah, I wouldn't even. I would just. Tur- I would turn my cheek and I'd be like, you know what? Yeah. I'm good. I want to know the like, concept. Somebody else of, can take that. Like the people around here and like people that do horses and stuff and like train horses and things. Like weird horse girls. They don't <laughs> have the confidence to send someone off on their horse and be like, yeah, it'll come back. Yeah. I don't know where the guy got the confidence or how he taught this horse to be like, I am worried. Go wherever you want. It's going to come back. <laughs> You're right. Like, it just, like, it just knows. Yeah. Like, it's like, it, don't worry. It'll come back. Like, what if it didn't come back? Like, yeah. what kind of confidence you got to have or what kind of training did you put into that horse that it just knows your location? Thank you. I was like, yo, this is this man's wild. <laughs> GPS. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, GPS. it's got low jack for a horse. It, it just sits down. It just <laughs> sits. <laughs> I think it's over. <laughs> Did you I, see the Did you see the naked cowboy out in New York? I did. Yes. Yep. You I saw s- the naked cowboy. Yeah. I stole his crowd once walking through New York. What? Yeah. That's what would you do? That long ago, when I had like dreadlocks in my hair and horns hanging out and all my like well, you still have horns stuff in my forehead and mm-hmm. implants more more implants than I do now, and yeah, it was just big gothic industrial look before I moved here. And yeah, it was like two thousand four five when I did that shit. Oh, peak, and, uh, damn. Peak like, emo he had 30 age. people out there that came walking across and all took pictures of me instead. That's wild. This I was with my mom and stepdad, too. So they, <laughs> I was like, better. as much as you don't like this, I could be doing that. Yeah. Look at that. With that stupid right. banana hammock just, hanging just, out. Yeah, just remember, I'm more of a show than that guy, and he just stands here pretty much naked yeah. all day. There's so many weird people in New York. But there's also a lot of normal people. Was that around the – can I mention the, the show? I don't care. Uh, do you know Ryan? I, I didn't do it on accident. I, I found it. Yeah, that's true. I found <laughs> I found it a while back. Ryan said he hasn't been able to find it. I can't find it again, of course. I don't remember how I found it. Ryan was on, like, what what, what was the show? Eliminate. Eliminate. Remember Eliminate? It was, like, the, the next show, the dating okay, shows yeah. on, like, MTV. He was on Eliminate, and he told us about it, and I literally spent, like, three hours one night with Kelsey <laughs> digging through the internet, and we found the episode that he was on, and it's, like, old little Ryan with, like, all his horns and, like, makeup all over his eyes and stuff and like he was just the it was like out of all the dudes that she had like had on the show or whatever to choose from he just like stood out like a sore thumb because he's like wearing all black and of course he's all he's got he's got his little horns still like his yep. implants and like it yeah, was wild small. dude oh that's awesome yeah that was an interesting day yeah now you just you have horns but you just act like you don't i got lazy back then i mean it was easier to find all that that clothing and stuff and i didn't mind it but it, that's hard work yeah, know. and a hot topic isn't like I'm not trying to like yeah, stereotype you, but like that's not that clothing anymore like it used to be, you know. No, so like that's not a place you can go to get some of the items because it's all like this weird. Yeah, everything. everything it ain't a place like that anymore. So, wait, did you wear like those huge black Jankos? pants? Yeah, with the chains. or the trip pants. Trip pants. Uh, what did I have? I I had I had some of those trip pants, but here's what I would do with them: I would take all that shit off and replace it with like 
really high quality body jewelry and then instead of the chains i made some where they had like all human bone and different oh uh, my god like where it came down at the bottom it would be like a human rib right there <laughs> they were fucking yo you're intense. the you're the person that my mom was like stay away from him <laughs> <laughs> like dead ass like my asian mom would be like don't if you turn out to him i'm disowning you oh no don't like, go over there yeah, well, exactly, you know dude, you, you know think Ryan, i'm kidding yeah yo andrew knows you, you know. know you know ryan's got like horn implants yeah, and yeah. stuff and like he has no nipples. Did you know that? Well, I'm he does. He has his nipples. Sorry. Right. What? He well, has his nipples. There, did you? <laughs> no. No. Well, I was, was going like, to say. You actually did? You, <laughs> you, you burn them? The only thing that burns up no. is his nipples. No. Um, Good God. He, so he has his nipples. They're just, they're at home. In a jar? I in ju- a freezer. I actually just moved my dead dog out of the freezer at home and had to move the nipples and put them on a different shelf. Yeah. Wait, what are you doing with the dog? I can't tell if you're kidding or not. He's not kidding. <laughs> He's definitely you're 100% kidding. not that kidding. Ass. I have a picture of Ryan's nipples <laughs> in a bag. Oh, well, you know, you're a grown-ass man. So. What'd, you, what'd you write on there? Not for consumption or something like that? Not or Do not throw do not, away. Yeah, do not throw away. And it's just these two little, like, little specks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's, I mean, at this point, right. his main black, premise for it, he hard said. To rec- like, they would be yeah. hard to recognize. Yeah. Just, like, they're like old, old, yeah. old salami. Like, if yeah. they were on a shelf, you wouldn't. You'd just be like, oh, there's some dust on this shelf. And you oh, would, like, yeah. put them in a bag and throw them away. Yeah. You ah. should put them in, like, a fancy little case on, like, the little stands for, like, display. Dog, I would have kept them, like, hydrated, put, like, like, formaldehyde. Just put, like, like nipples. Just put could, the, what year did you get rid of them? It was probably 2004. Yeah, just put a little placard that says, like, nipples. 2004. Oh, so I, got a, I got a question. Um, you know, real quick. Dead so in 2004, dude. right? Were you married back then? <laughs> uh, oh, when did I get married? <laughs> I did get married once. It was. Or well, like, were you seeing somebody? Ryan's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so like, okay, so, di- you know, did she know you didn't have any? Or like, how was that? Like, my girlfriend at the time, back in those days, uh, around that either. time. The, the girlfriend that I had turned me on to all that stuff. She was because okay. that was that was also right at the time where I, f- I got my first computer oh. and I not only got onto like, uh, I mean, that my, my space was a thing. Yeah. yeah but yep. then there was BMEZine.com, which I don't know if any of you guys heard about no. that, but it's it's body modification website that was much like how Facebook or MySpace was. Yeah. So you go on, you build your profile, you talk to people all over the world or whatever. That was like paving the roads for like new things, wasn't it? It was huge. Yeah, like um, like microdermals and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, that's another thing I got in my drawer at work is one of the very first microdermals. Yes, ever uh, you made. told me about yeah. that. So yeah, one of the very first. You know the microdermals, like the little cheek. You know, like you know, people get the little diamonds in their cheeks or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he has one of the like very first ones, like ever made. Four, three or four different people made those things, and it was like my the design that I kind of made with my buddy Derek, who also made most of my body jewelry for me. I'd like we would we would work together on designs. And then there was a guy named Pat Pruitt, uh, who I recently found on Facebook after like, not, not knowing where he went for ten years, um, and some other people that that were all designing different microdermals at the time, and that's like, where it all came about huh. today. But like, so like the girl that turned you on, you know, are you still? Do, were you? Was that long term, or you obviously you moved to a different? Um, I know. still, I still know her and talk to her on the, on right. computer and stuff. Right. Know. So, but you like eventually got into a new relationship, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, what was he that like? When you how first that went, like, like took your shirt off, and they're like, "Oh, she you was, was he has was, no nipples." Like, you like a Kevin Hart. Yes, no nipples. <laughs> I, I had nothing. I was just a tattoo artist, body piercer, and she got me into that shit. And then she like that's that's how I got my first implant too. Yeah, because she knew a guy that could travel to my shop and actually do that stuff. But like the first relationship out of that, 
Okay, past, like, past, yeah, past that. Her. Yeah, past her. How'd that like, go? When you like revealed, they was like, oh, I had already what? turned myself into a monster, so the whole time. Oh, so it wasn't was, a okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, so it was like a known thing. Yeah, I was or like Milwaukee oh, it, yeah. urban legend. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> urban legend. Because I was like, yeah, you. I mean, you. I feel like now you. I mean, obviously, like you said, you're older and like you not gotten lazy yeah, but you just don't jeans like and you don't lazy. yeah you don't do it like you used to where you were like purposely wear like you know clothes with no sleeves and you know shorter yeah. shorts so people could see all your well, modifications back then i was still doing all that stuff so now i don't really give a shit i mean i'm so far past all the the body piercing stuff just all wore off and like i, I don't s- know i'm just i'm not doing scarification no branding no implants no nothing right. but you know when you're doing all that stuff branding what better way to yeah oh yeah dude like, that's well, a like thing a, like, a like yeah no, like yellow no that's, not like that's that low aggressive. temp branding but higher temp branding with like cauterization machine <laughs> here, here goes the fireman i'm scared of hot shit for yep. a second <laughs> no i like the fact of ryan though like the, the whole stereotype like why you don't get tattoos like you'll never get a job if you walk past ryan you didn't know him today he just looks no like an older guy yeah. that maybe, you know, if he has, he has a kid with him, like, oh, he's just a, a average yeah. guy with a kid. Yeah, average Like, guy. look at him. He doesn't look like anything no. wild and crazy. No, if he probably was walking around in just shorts. Yeah, you'd be like, whoa. But it, it's, yeah, it's, I, 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 on my legs I hate that stereotype because, like, literally, if I put a long sleeve shirt on, I look like a normal guy. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that modified or anything, yeah. but, like, I have tattoos, but I put a long sleeve shirt on and walk around and no one will know anything different. Well, even Did, at Power Cruise, too, somebody had asked you, uh, if your arm gets hot, because your whole arm is black. Oh yeah. They're like, yeah, does yeah, your arm get hot? What? Well, his whole yeah. left arm is blackout. Oh seriously? Yeah, yeah, it's all black. We got. He's new. blacker than you. Holy mess on that arm. And that's light. That's garbage. I think like, that's a cool tattoo though. Just blacked I'm, out arm. February, I'm going for two days straight in uh, Colorado to get more black done. So by spring, I'll have two solid black arms. You're doing both your arms black. You're gonna cover yeah. up everything on your. But is there your like other a arm? reason for that? Like, is it like aesthetically? Yeah, I was supposed to ask you I, that a long I'd time like ago. I'd like to say that it was a movement a long time ago, but I I first saw I. Well, you are you familiar with like the Borneo uh, designs from Indonesia? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. I love it so much. Yep. So like all that big giant black. Uh, most of their stuff is like animal. Yeah, uh, orientated artwork and stuff like that, but um, just big chunks of solid black. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot of body piercers way back in the day that started to do that. So I, I started to do some of the panels on my my body in solid black, but now it's all old and dingy and like not as black as it could be. Right. And now there's like way better techniques and way better black ink that stays black for a long time. Yep. And I just want to get filled up and done. So yeah, that's one of my family's things. Is the only tattoo you can get is the family crest on your back shoulder. So it's like. Well, I don't want to sit through that pain, so no, nah, I'm just gonna get done traditionally. Tattoos ain't that bad. Mm-hmm. I know they're really not. But done with a bamboo stick, dog, I'm good. That sounds fun. I've always wanted one of those like traditional style tattoos. I don't know why. I just think the concept behind it has like way more meaning, even if the tattoo isn't like that meaningful to you of like what it is. Well, especially if you go back to their land and get it. How it's yeah, I just feel like there's a way. lot more like, meaning in that tattoo just because there's think actual of the story like that you'd have to tell. Right. Yeah. And like the hard work that they put into that, like I'm not saying tattooing's easy, but like when you have an automatic gun oh, no, going like, at it, yeah. you know, you, you, it's a lot more efficient where this guy's sitting here with a stick going ding, 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 ding. Who, and he's doing what, one at a time. What you vacation know? would somebody rather hear about when you went up to Black Bear Casino and lost 2000 bucks <laughs> or the one that you went to, to Thailand and got tattooed by some little old old guy for $20? Yeah, yeah, for $20 and it's a whole back piece. Yeah. yeah. And it's the wildest, like, you and, know, and most that's the best part. Yeah. yeah. It's like 
They, I'd rather they, tell yeah, that they, story they, than uh, I lost a bunch of money on on a vacation months. You know, yeah. You know, the, the tradition of all that, like that, takes. I wouldn't say more skill, but like that, they had to learn that over years of how to use that bamboo stick. And right. they, tra- they probably charge because that's quarter like a, of that's like a generational here. thing. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess anything's generational if you pass it down, but. Some that's people a generational, like... You might run into somebody tomorrow at the auto parts store that, like, still has never even seen a real tattoo, an Americanized tattoo being done. Right. I mean, some people are 26 years old, and they come in with their friend, and like, oh, can I watch? I've never seen one done yet. I'm like, fucking 26. Like, how yeah. have you not seen a tattoo? Oh, yeah. I, I've never, like, I've I've been around, like, I, I was never, like, super into it when I was, like, really young. But once it was, like, to that point where, like, my mom wanted to get tattoos, and, like, people I knew were, like getting tattoos i was like can i go i want to see like i wanted to experience that and just see what it was and then i was like i want to when i turned 16 i was like i want a tattoo for my birthday that's what i want and like i thought no one in my family is going to go for this my mom's gonna be like are you nuts and she was like yeah just figure out where you want to go and like set up the appointment i was like freaking out i was like no fucking way like i get a tattoo like i thought this was gonna be a joke and everybody's gonna laugh at me you're gonna hate me i've actually never seen it done Really? See? I've really? never seen Stop by Ryan's shop tattoo. sometime. Well, I don't know if he's still doing the COVID stuff you, there right are now. Are you you were downtown? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, yeah. So the only time I've ever been in that tattoo shop was for a fire alarm. In my place? Yeah. When the hell was that? Oh, last year it was there it was fire alarm sounding through the entire building and we couldn't figure out where it came from. Weird. So we ended ended up opening every single shop oh, just so to make sure there's no fire yeah. in there. He's been in your shop when you weren't there. Yeah. There's another Ryan in there. Yeah, so, well, was it at night after hours? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, you know, like two thirty in the morning. Probably just some dumb shit. They got a like uh, up above us is all the apartments and stuff, which yep. I'm sure you saw. And they got like a, uh, uh, like a communal kitchen up there that yep. people usually yeah burn stuff. Yeah, yeah. Stole. So that's the only time I've ever been. I was like, oh, this is a neat place. I'm like, yeah, Cream City Tattoo. Okay. Yeah, that Ryan's shop. I was gonna say I, we'll plug that here in a second. I'm gonna plug your shop, Ryan, if you don't mind. I'm sure Thanks. you don't care. Yeah, I'm sure. Free free plug. I plug everybody. I don't care. Um, <clears throat> no, that place is super neat. Like, I don't know. Like I said, you know, go there sometime and just mm-hmm. watch someone tattoo if they don't mind. Yeah. Usually Ryan, like, uh, when I go in, like, to get work done, Ryan will be, like, working, and we'll just end up talking while he's working. And, like, he'll mm-hmm. just be – it's almost like after a while, like, for him, it's even more normal. But, like, for me, like, going to get tattoos, like, mm-hmm. it becomes, like, a normal thing. Like, right away, you're like, oh, wow, this is crazy. And after a while, like, I started having a conversation with Ryan. And he's like, and we're just talking. And it's like, you don't even realize it's happening. Mm-hmm. It's like us talking right now. Like, yeah. it's just like normal because you're so like, used to seeing it or having it done that you're just like, all right, this is this is it. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty cool thing to do. I mean, if you don't mind needles and stuff. No, I don't. You yeah. don't? You don't mind needles? No, I don't. No. Oh, yeah. So then you'll be fine. So yeah. I like it. I think it's just cool. I think tattoos are an awesome concept. And I'm glad that they're like a social norm now. Yes. I mean, I don't like cookie cutter tattoos and the repetition stuff that people are doing, but I just think like making tattoos more socially acceptable in like a workplace and like public and mm-hmm. just in general, I think is a really neat concept because like people used to be like, oh my God, you know, they'd look at you like you were Satan or something Yeah, for a while. I'm sure you've gotten those looks, Ryan. I'm sure you have people all the time that either a look at you and be like, dude, that's fucking crazy. You're nuts, man. And then there's people that are like. Don't look at him. He'll yeah. he'll yeah. take your For soul. For a while, firefighters with tattoos was a no. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's a social norm. Like Good what's wrong with hired. what's wrong with a tattoo? See, like back, what's it going to change? Back in the Milwaukee days, we tattooed police and firemen all the time. And now up here, I don't know what the hell's the matter with all you guys, but not nobody's got shit up here. <laughs> I don't see any firemen ever. Uh, our our two of our guys, they've got full sleeves now. Ben yeah. um, Ben needs a tattoo. But what's funny is he he didn't 
So that he had one sleeve done because he was prior military, and he kept his uh, tattoos under secret for an entire year. Damn. Throughout the entire hiring process, always wore long sleeves, like 90-degree day, long sleeves. Took a shower, always waited till the last one until after Jesus. he got on probation. And then he just tatted up, all, you know, got the other side done, got uh, Hell yeah. you know his chest, and he's got legs done. And it's Hell like, yeah. That's sick. That was gangster. He's got some really good looking tattoos. That's dude. a that's a commitment though. Yeah. Shit. I could be very wrong, but I think the only fireman around here that I tattooed is my now a uh, friend of mine, Dale, that works for Sock Rapids. So yeah. yeah, that's it. It's just I not think a that's damn. the only one. It's just hard because like most of these guys, if they're not full time, if they work for Sock Rapids or Teller and you know not full time. Yeah. If they want to get full time, that's one of the like it's not one of the things people you can't look for. have a tattoo at it's all. It's not. It's not. The, it's not they can't. It's just that if me and him have the same qualifications. And we're almost the exact same. But I don't have tattoos, and he does. I'm probably going to get the job. That's is that, bogus. Is that because of, like, older people in charge still? Yeah. I was going to say, because who's literally when you're on a yep. call, when you're on a call, unless you have, like, a full-on face tattoo, no one's going to see it. No, no one cares either. And, yeah, and like I said, no, you're wearing your full suit. Like, no one is going to see it. And, and I'll yeah. tell this to everybody that I talk to, like, People that don't have tattoos, and I, I'm I don't have ta- I don't have any tattoos, but for me it's I can't get a design like dialed in. I don't know what I want to get. That's why I don't have one. Mm-hmm. It's so hard for me because, well, anyway. But people that don't have tattoos are the ones that judge you the most. They profile you the most. Oh, yeah, 100%. Those are the ones that are the worst ones. The people that have tattoos will be the one that will give the shirt off their back to help you out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, usually. Yeah. But 99% then, yeah. Of the time. If, yeah. if you look like even like when I was a kid, my grandma. No, 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 no tattoos. No tattoos. No. Tattoos are the Shut of the your devil. mouth. Like, yeah, my grandma dumb. always tells me. She goes, stop getting those damn things. And I was like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I hate to say it, but, like, you're going to be, you know, gone before it ever matters. You know, like. My mom was like that for the first, like, eight years of my career. Plus, if I, <laughs> if, if Ryan finds me burnt up in a fire, he'll know because he'll find, like, one of my arms that still has ink on it or something. Be like, yep. oh, no, that's Richard's arm. Shoot. Yep. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Don't say keeps that. You, keeps you from doing crime, too, because you're identifiable. That's right. Hey, he had a tattoo on his Every arm. Every time I buy a gun, you got any tattoos? Nope. You got any scars? Oh, I got I got hella scars. You ready? This is from... Uh, yeah. I suppose you got to do that, huh? Mm-hmm. Just so you're identifiable in case yeah. you go on a shooting spree or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Dumb. That's why you build your own guns. What? Don't say that on the internet. <laughs> FBI, <laughs> open up. ATF. <laughs> ATF. <laughs> Just clean you out. ATF can suck it. Yes, nine one one. But on that note, I mean, we're we're an hour and thirty three minutes in. Um, as always, BKR Custom Designs. Check him out. Like his Facebook. Get his Instagram likes up. Please, please do that. Um, I do have Ryan Shep here, owner of Cream City Tattoo. Go to his shop. Get a damn tattoo. Enjoy your life. Live a little bit, or just stop by and check out his cool art gallery there. You can do that. I'm sure at any time when he's open. Yeah. No, he doesn't have to be there. You can just go there, check out the art. You don't even have to do anything else. You can just talk with people and check things out. Check out their portfolios they got laying around. Uh, you still doing the email thing? Only no phone calls. Trying to keep the phones from ringing off the hook. Um, we we have some more availability now with the people that we got. So um, we kind of we kind of took that option off the phone. So now the phone does ring and we got people to answer no. it. Try so and email good. somebody there though. Stop. Stop calling. <laughs> it's easier to email. Yeah, the email and set up an appointment. Don't call and expect to get in in five minutes. It doesn't work like that. Exactly. It never has. It never will. And if you find a shop that does it, you're going to regret the tattoo. Once Simple as that. A, once in a while, it works. So right. We don't want to rule it out completely, but it's right. almost there. 
but yeah um definitely check him out you know he's got instagram they got facebook they got the whole nines as well you even got a website with all your artists on it don't you is that yeah, up to date we're we're about to launch a brand new website too so that's coming check it out weeks. um and then we also have ryan the firefighter hawaiian ryan um he owns a white subaru that's right that's about all i know about him not really i know more but yeah <laughs> he's a firefighter he protects our people takes care of stuff i try to be we got a, we got a good profile of, of people here today but yeah check it out um i hope you enjoy this one there's some interesting people on it for once usually <laughs> it's just a bunch of us weirdos ramp yammering in a basement thanks buddy but <laughs> <laughs> joe he's talking about you joe yep, yep joe we remember that marshall grow marshall up, fuck up. grow up <laughs> but yeah uh thanks for checking us out uh have a good one <laughs>